0: Hello, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, April 27th, and we are currently in the eve of the draft spectacular, and life is good. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for joining us here at YouTube.com forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. All eyes all eyes are on tono- uh, tomorrow night's Draft Spectacular we know it's going to be a six hour show we have no idea what's going to happen during it we have special surprise guests we have big giveaways and we have been prepping for this for at least the last 48 hours yeah bingo. at least. <laughs> this is big for our show oh, yeah. this is big for our company we've actually started looking into this so we can enjoy this Draft Spectacular as opposed to the social experiment that the Draft Spectacular has been in years past normally the first first year we did the Draft Spectacular, two years ago, um, we didn't know, what well, I'd never watched the first round of the draft, <laughs> I realized, as we were live and the show just Dragged on for six hours. Mm-hmm. We were not prepared
1: for no. it. No, no, no. A lot
0: no. of people watched. We appreciated everybody watching. But it became almost like a uh, car crash train wreck situation why people watch. Last year, we were in the living room at Tampa Bay. That's mm-hmm. right. That thing we prepared a little bit more for. But once again, we forgot food. Right. Uh, and we also forgot how long the fucking draft yeah.
1: is. Yes, and what
0: time it actually starts. This okay. year, we are pros. This year, we are veterans of the game. This year, we know that we have been prepared Mm -hmm. for a 10-hour show, if need be. Because this particular draft, it sounds like, and this point was mentioned yesterday, Every single team is going to take the maximum amount of time available, which is 10 minutes, because it sounds like every single team is looking to trade out of the first round. So that means every pick is going to be 10 minutes. You do some quick math. There's 32 teams, let alone a 20-minute buildup. That's 320 minutes plus at least another 30 on top of that. We're looking at 350 uh, minutes
2: tomorrow.
3: wow. Six hours, just about. Not too bad. It's a marathon, you know? Come
0: on. Big giveaways, that We're going to be giving away a lot. And also, we uh, are going to introduce something this year that we haven't done in years past, which was just sitting there so obvious. Uh, This year, we will introduce the PMS FanDuel FanCam, which will be reactions around Twitter from fans of their team's draft picks. If it's good enough to make it on the show, you get $500. Wow. Here we go. We have other big giveaways. We're going to be giving away things like uh, massage chairs and Oculus. What? Yeah, like things like that throughout the entire evening. You know, whenever things get a little dry, which happens a lot during the draft, boom, let's give something away. We got shit on deck. Hell yeah. We obviously announced that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on. Whoa. That's right. We announced this yesterday. Chris Ballard's going to be on. Sure. That's right. I'm here to announce another one of our guests. Ooh. Okay. Whoa. No, because then they're not surprise guests if I announce everybody. Yeah. You got I'm not announcing half anybody. and half, half, okay. half, and, half. half okay. and half. Okay, okay,
3: maybe, maybe more than half. Maybe We're going
0: into half. a couple different wars, uh, war rooms, though, yes! and everybody needs ooh, to be pumped ooh, up. Ooh. I'm very pumped up about that. Uh, Darius Butler will be live in the studio. Uh, AJ Hawk will be in his attic in Ohio because he didn't prepare for the third straight mm-hmm. year yep. to be uh, on, guy. Kind of
3: on per ball. usual. He's the worst. What's his problem? I don't know. He absolutely blows. Probably.
0: He's not a champion of the draft spectacular at That's all. That's right. he's not. A bad gambler. He's almost like he's embarrassed of the draft spectacular. No, That's why he wants to be like over. It, it does seem that. like that. He doesn't oh, want to be with us and celebrate no, with us. Really yeah. yeah. We'll ask him about that in the second hour. First hour today, we got Sham Sharanya. Ooh. Second hour today, alongside A.J. Hawk, we got Joe Klott uh, from Fox and the NFL Network's draft coverage. He calls games all fall alongside Gus Johnson. They are great in the booth together. Yes, dynamite. College football is college football. Mm -hmm. It's a much different game than NFL football. Obviously, the atmospheres are electrifying. Gus and Joel call it great college
2: football. They do. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I
0: would assume they do great in the NFL as well. I don't think Mm -hmm. I've ever heard them. Heard Gus on the NBA. He crushed it. Gus and Joel are a tag team that, uh, you know, the football world is very thankful for. And Joel makes his uh, PMS show debut today. Yeah. Hey, Joel. I've never met this guy. Okay. I've had zero interactions with him. I'm not even sure he knows who I am or I know anybody that he knows. I assume we've encountered sure. a couple of people, but right. I, I know nothing about this guy. I cannot all wait to chat with
1: him. Yeah. I'm excited for that too. Like, like you said, I think they're one of the few booths that actually like they do enhance the product. Yes. Especially I think so. when you're watching the big mm-hmm. 10, like it's, I'm juiced up if Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson are calling an Iowa game.
0: Bingo. That means it's a big game. And it'll feel like a big game. Right. Which is really the only thing that matters. And then in the third hour live in the studio right there, Matt
2: Ryan. Oh. Nice. Nice.
0: I guess this is not his first interview since becoming a Colt. Obviously, he had his press conference and some other uh-huh. things. But I have not heard him speak much. So that's 100% on me for not doing enough research. I got a lot of questions for old Matty Ice. Yeah. That's going to be sitting right here. The first thing I'm going to let him know is how thankful I am that he's an thank idiot. You I'm, sure. I'm going to make sure he feels the love immediately upon walking in like, the studio. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, thank you for wearing that suit. Thank you for acting the way you act. Thank you for being the way you are. And thank you for taking this cold scene suit on Super Bowl yeah. show. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Appreciate it. Now, with that being said, let's talk a little shop here. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Taylor, what did you tell me about him? And now, yeah. I, but mm-hmm. I am excited to talk to Matt Ryan. There's a lot of this happened in his entire career. Mm-hmm. At what point did he know he was done in Atlanta? You know, that, that's a big decision, especially somebody that was that deep into the trenches of the community and the city mm-hmm. and the team and the fabric, basically, of Atlanta. Matt Ryan was kind of weaved into all of that. At what point did he realize it was over? And how often did his wife ask, like, what is Indianapolis like? Like, are we going from Atlanta to fucking Indianapolis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is that a conversation or not? Just all those things I'm excited to hear about. Also, your phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line. Uh, 1-833-4-MAC-FEE. we we'll chit-chat with everybody tomorrow. show, noon to two here, youtube.com forward slash the Pad show. Then we will all get home and continue or get out of here and continue our preparation for the draft spectacular, which is our biggest show every single year. It would be cool if it wasn't though.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like if tomorrow does terribly, that'd be great because we won't have to do a fourth one. Tap for expectation with three. Here's that tone digs, one half of the hammer. Done. Done. Cowboys, you love the draft, have always loved the draft. Look forward to the draft. Actually pumped up about the draft without the draft spectacular being a thing.
4: You. Yeah, before I came out to Indy, uh Pat prior five years. Previous to that, uh, I attended a draft night spectacular party with coworkers for the five years previous to that. So, yeah, it wasn't was, spectacular. It
0: was just a draft stand. Getting boozed mm-hmm.
4: up. Yeah. 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 Right.
0: Ours is a draft spectacular. That's part. right. Uh-huh. There's exactly. a draft standard
4: party. Yeah. Draft standard party. So yeah, I mean. Standard, standard, draft, standard draft, draft, draft party. Standard draft party. It was probably
0: a lot more fun than ours because no, we're no, no. not on camera the entire time. We're on not camera. Not performing. Just enjoying no. the event. Yeah. We are being watched <laughs> as if we are, yes in love a the zoo. Draft.
3: Sure, Love the draft.
4: Why? I don't know. I think Percentages say these guys aren't going to work. I probably first and foremost, it's an NFL event, so like automatically checks a box there. Just like I enjoy like the like I like I like college football. So then this is the next step. There's fucking glitz. There's glamour. You get to see everybody and there's Rogers six. there. You get, to be happy. you get to be happy for everybody. Peanut you get, get to, everyone's positive. Every team. Well, not every team because you know you could trade up. Like for a quarterback, when you have a, like a Hall of Famer and an MVP and stuff, yeah, like. okay. So not everybody's happy, f- but a lot of people are happy. Like a lot of people have optimism. I like that. I just it's a feel good affair.
0: The draft spectacular has been terrible for Tashment. You just referenced it, yeah. yeah. Like personally, professionally, Jeez. it's been great. I want to let everybody know. Ty might have his best performance yet, mm-hmm. by far. Might, might. Yeah. I mean, Says we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Find out tomorrow. This has been fun, though. This has been like uh, enjoyable. I was actually up rather late last night just thinking about the draft mm-hmm. spectacular because there's been a lot of other stuff going on in our world obviously our show everything is just like day to day let's just do what's in front of us i've talked about this i'm not a chess player i'm a checkers player what's right in front of us let's go ahead and accomplish it. i try to live in the moment as much as possible no matter what i'm doing if i'm doing business i try to be all in in that particular call let's go ahead and make this thing happen if i'm doing wwe i try to be all in wwe let's enjoy this moment as much as possible let's give it everything when we're doing the show same exact thing so the forethought is not necessarily my bread and butter. It's like, I want to be right here. It's Draft Spectacular. I feel like we've mm-hmm. really put some thought into, and that might be to our, you know, demise, because we never mm-hmm. do sure, that. Maybe. This might be like the Halloween party where all of our cameras crashed. That, oh, right yeah. Right? Just, what was that? An hour? Ten minutes before the that, show yeah. started. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. brutal. It was the first thing we ever really prepared for in this show's mm-hmm. history, and it went down. But I think the Draft Spectacular is going to be pretty neat. Ty, you got to be looking forward to this, pal. I, I mean, I've already seen... I've already seen some of you from Draft mm-hmm. Spectacular and mm-hmm. I'll say you gotta be looking forward to tomorrow night Bob. oh
1: yeah always am I mean like you said we don't really outs- I mean the show is every single day but we don't really have anything on the calendar where you circle year after year where it's like okay you know exactly what you're getting into you know what the expectations are you know what you have to do and then actually having your team potentially have like an impactful night in the draft is kind of just a little bonus so it really is you know it's kind of like a performance at the start and because the Packers are usually back there then you know your butthole tuckers up a little sure. bit and it's like get ready for the pick and you just hope they don't just rip your heart out which they they kind of had the last two years last year not so much it was more so Rodgers leaving but you know, And then already we're hearing, hey, Waller's not going to be going there. Debo's probably going somewhere else. So it's like, all right, well, let's let's lock in on the draft picks. <laughs> and just let's like see four who... days ago. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Four so. days
0: ago, Darren Waller was maybe coming, and Debo was maybe a Packer. And yeah. life was so good yep. for Ty. And then this morning, new sources. Well, Debo's probably going to the Jets. Mm-hmm. If he is going to be moved, he's going to go to the Jets. They are going to put a very aggressive offer on the table because Bob Sala loves the guy, and they need him. Mm-hmm. They absolutely need somebody like him, so they're going to get aggressive, especially in that AFC East who's been making all the moves. And then Darren Waller, holy hell, this guy's mm. going to be moved for a second round draft. That's yeah. it? He's going to be back
2: for a second round
0: draft. wait. And then uh, Derek Carr says, nah. And then more reports are coming out. Darren Waller's not going anywhere. Firm no.
4: Raiders are disinclined to acquiesce that request.
3: <sighs> Tony... Reading the dictionary, That's That's spectacular wings. Well, well, well,
4: Jeremy Fowler used acquiesce, and I only know that because Captain Barbosa said that to Elizabeth Swan in Pirates of the Caribbean. Shout out yeah. Johnny
0: Depp, Johnny Depp's really yeah. putting his best performance <laughs> forward yeah. right now. He is. He is. That, is, that is funneling through everybody's social media accounts right now. At some point, you have seen Johnny Depp make a hysterical comment mm-hmm. while under oath testifying about himself. <laughs> That's right. We're In the last at, four or five days. Or laughing mm-hmm. at her
4: lawyer for yes. objecting his own statement. Or <laughs> fucking
0: with her lawyer for being, yeah. Just Absolute
3: doofus. Here's Absolute. That.
0: Go on.
4: <laughs> Objection. <laughs> there it is.
3: The witness on the stand, too.
0: A couple of him looking, saying, uh, well, he did tell me, objection (laughs) okay thank you that lawyer he's normally these television lawyers that get on TV and do a case their careers go like this. Oh you yeah, know, I feel like Amber Heard's lawyer. Probably, good. yeah. <laughs> this is his last yeah, case. Is this the first guy that's ever lost an entire? He lost his entire bar. because of <laughs> <laughs> it. He, he, he is. There, he objected himself yeah. yesterday. I mean, he is just stumbling and fumbling all over himself. Imagine being the lawyer though, jumping into like that, le, like legit shitty situation. Like they, oh, they lost. Be. They lost already. That'd that'd there it is. Like that lawyer has no chance. Well, you know. The jury loves Johnny. That's well. Who the doesn't? entire setup. I mean, oh, yeah. you got to remember Johnny Depp's life was like just completely taken to what, oh yeah. What seems like is a complete lie now that mm-hmm. we're watching it all unfold. And that lawyer, you know, he was coming in guns blazing, probably telling all his lawyer friends going in this trial. Wait till you see what I do. Oh, it's just a bury him.
2: Wait till <laughs> you see what I do. Jack
0: Sparrow's <laughs> fucked. That dude's going back to like um, what's the lower level of legalese? What are those it's paralegal, paralegal? He's going <laughs> <laughs> so
3: back yeah. to be the yeah. paralegal. This yeah. guy. <laughs> Uh anyways. Good luck out there.
0: They why would they trade Darren Correct. Waller, they have two years left, six point eight million and like seven million Correct. or whatever on yeah. two deals. And although Darren Waller can't be happy about the amount of money he's getting paid, especially with the how big of a focal point he's been on the offense of the offense for so the last what couple of years, every primetime game he gets the ball every single game. That's not the Raiders. Probably are like, hey, we're not moving on from you yet. Hold on, yeah. if we had one year left, maybe now we're not going to do it, which stinks for the Packers, stinks for the Colts for sure. But once again, it feels like everything we're hearing this week is all fugazi. Yeah. And we have to remember that. Everything's a lie. Two days ago, it was allegedly reported that the Jaguars aren't thinking about Aiden Hutchinson or Travon Walker. Mm -hmm. It's actually icky out of NC State. They're Mm. thinking about taking a tackle. It's nothing that we have heard. You know, it, it feels like... Is going to end up coming true. And this is the last two years of the draft spectacular we experienced this where we were like, hey, next year we got to remember mm. like everything's bullshit. Yes. Next year we got to remember everything's bullshit. Mac Jones is going three overall. Yeah, should have been. I mean, that was locked in since literally Alabama Pro Day mm-hmm. when John Lynch and Shanahan traded all the three two first rounders and another one four to go up to number three overall zach wilson was already locked in trevor was already locked in or whatever it's like mac jones is going at three overall to san francisco what happens at four that was like the conversation for two months it was just locked in basically boom month and a half Mac Jones going to San Fran. Then literally morning of, we're the ones that change the entire... Like, no, that's not the case. And that changes everything Mm -hmm. for the entire draft. And I think we're staring at that yet again, especially with all the unknowns of this year. Connor, this year, I mean, we don't know any of the fucking people in the draft. I mean, Mitt Mitt is going to put out his 5.0, his fifth and final mock today. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through that at some point. And he's got $20,000 on the line. If his mock is more accurate, and we did find a a scoring system, Mm -hmm. if his mock is more accurate than the other main... Mox, Mick gets 20 grand. Wow. Whoa. Okay, this is a big couple of days here for Mick. Yeah. yeah. This is a big deal yeah. for Mick, obviously. He just bought a Mustang, probably looking to buy another one. Sure, Who knows? Right. Maybe a couple more fancy J's for a Yeah, he's going to be he, – he'll spend that 20 grand before he even gets it. Yeah. But yeah. he would like to earn that. He has quite a shake up in his fucking oh, mock draft yeah. as well. And it's like, Mid, who are you talking to? And he's just trying to get a read of everything. Oh. There is nothing concrete it feels like about this draft
3: at all, Connor. No, I feel like all three of the top picks, like no matter who it is, one of them uh, one of them's gonna trade back. Like if everyone's trying to trade back, you gotta think there's at least one. But team- once again, we don't know if that's true. No. It, yeah. it, everybody's
0: trying to trade back. That could mean that everybody's trying to trade trade up up. yeah this is like we're watching a poker game play Uh we're watching people and we don't know the cards we're watching people make plays leverage plays that might be a month and a half in process like now seattle hasn't even talked to anybody allegedly seattle hasn't talked to anybody and they're doing and it'll come out on draft night like they actually did that on purpose because they didn't want anybody to think that they were interested that's why they took blah 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 like there's a chance that that happens and it always makes sense afterwards, but leading up to it, it's tough to get a good grasp on things.
3: Yeah. Like, I, before the show, I was like, what if just no quarterbacks get drafted in the first round? Like, what happens if every single team's like, you know what? Some one of these guys is going to be there in the second round. Let's just keep passing on them, keep passing on them. Like, the Panthers this whole entire time has been talked about, like, hey, they're a lot. They're going to take a quarterback. And now in the past couple of days, it's like, actually, they're probably going to take a tackle and then see what falls to them later in the draft. I mean, the three months since the season ends or since January when college football ends has just been all this you know, talk about these top guys and now we have no idea the day before because everybody might take the exact opposite of what we thought they were going to If
0: take. no quarterbacks were taken, by the way, that would be exactly what they were saying like two months ago. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Two yeah. months ago, all these mm-hmm. quarterbacks were terrible. Yeah. Uh, none of them are that physically imposing. Mm-hmm. I guess some of them have good arms. or not good experience. There's no reason to waste a number one overall on any of these quarterbacks. And then free agency comes and goes, and there's a couple teams that still need a quarterback, and it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, this guy... He's got a little bit more vascularity than we
2: thought. Put this <laughs> fucking ball in your hands.
0: Hey, he's spin that pigskin, boy. <laughs> but if none of them go, like that would be what was said two months ago. And I think as we continue to roll into Draft Spectacular 4, Draft Spectacular 5, we have to continue to remember what when is the most accurate time yeah. of the entire draft sure. process. Is it a month and a half ago before free agency? Is it immediately afterwards? When is the most accurate draft analysis happening? And when does Fugazi start? Or is that immediately happening as soon as the season
4: is over you would think that it would be accurate like soon as the college football season's over which Thibodeau right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Thibodeau is number one overall in January I'll tell you what I've been watching some tape on the guys you know just so I have some information
0: and thank you for that by the way because there will be uh 18 maybe not 20 picks probably tomorrow night where not a single one of us will know the person's name position or where they came from. No. no clue. And that won't just be me. That'll be, AJ won't have a clue. Yep, yep. Darius does a little draft yeah. analysis. Yeah, so yeah, Darius might know. know. You guys certainly won't fucking know. Nobody back there will know. <laughs> so we all automatically all like, kind of look at Ton like, Ton. do you know who this guy is? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you don't have a fucking clue. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. But,
4: like, um, Thibodeau and Hutchins, I think they might be better players than Walker. They might go number one. Who knows? Uh, but uh, looking at the quarterbacks, I saw a graph this week that. The first quarterback taken in the last twenty years was either in the top three, or there wasn't a quarterback taken until like after eighteen.
2: Oh,
0: Tony uh, Analytics.
4: So if like if history suggests anything, if they don't go in the top three, they're not going to go until the bottom half of the first round. The first quarterback. I can't wait for the draft to take.
0: Yeah, that's why
3: Detroit. Detroit's in the best position. It feels like they can take a guy at two, and then they can wait to see who falls at thirty-two.
0: Yeah, and they could trade out of two, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can act like they want a quarterback or want somebody. They can trade out of there. Mm-hmm. Or they can take Hutchinson and bring the Michigan guy back home if he's not mm-hmm. taking number one overall, which he was, by the way, number one overall for two months straight. Yeah. yeah. So none of it. F- <laughs> Why is everybody? Why you always lying? you
5: always lying?
0: All these NFL team bullshit and lying. Why is everybody lying? Foxy. I don't know, but that feels like the only no brainer of the draft. If Hutchinson is available at two, the Lions will take him. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, you got to keep him guessing. Hopefully, if Mm -hmm. McDC does the predictable thing, is he still McDC? That's a good point. And
3: what if someone else loves ball more than you know anybody else in the draft? Then they go to. Mm
0: -hmm. There's been a lot of people come like Aiden Hutchinson's athleticism has been questioned. I think mostly because he is a white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A a, he's everybody's just kind of put a cap on his athleticism. Mm -hmm. And that has been a thing that the Aiden Hutchinson camp has been trying to combat, I think. That's why you heard Harbaugh come out and say, his three count is literally faster than any other human that's ever done it. Then you hear some other people like, this guy is a freak specimen athlete. I don't know why it's being talked about that. Aiden is hearing all this as well. Mm -hmm. And if Aiden's going to be the guy that, you know, Bobby Carpenter said yesterday, he's going to come in for 10 years. Like, that if you can get a guy that you know is going to be a lock. Is that who you want to spend your first round pick on? Yes. That's what I think so, too. But I guess bulky has a big, like, uh, upside. What's upside? We can get the best player potential, potential and we don't have to pay him a lot. Especially when you're the Lions and you fucked up past draft picks. You just take the guy that's a lock and you keep it moving and everyone's happy. The well, that's what that you're saying. Year. But yeah. the
3: Lions. Yeah. And with the Jags, like, if they take a D lineman, they already have Josh Allen on the other side. Like, right. how great does the guy have to be immediately? So, like, if they are looking for a project sure. and if Walker is technically that guy, like, you already have another D end on the other side that can make plays, and you don't have to be, you know, the guy. Like I feel like if Hutchinson goes to Detroit, he has to be the guy on the D line right away.
0: And Mick can echo this sentiment because he grew up in a coach's house or whatever. Potential get your ass fired. Mm-hmm. That is, that's like the biggest. That's the biggest, uh, I think, disagreement between the coaching staff and, like, the front office of NFLs. Because the front office of NFLs are normally the ones making decisions on drafts, and they're, like, uh, the coaches ask questions, like, hey, why do we take this guy over this guy? Well, he has the potential to be uh, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then one-year passes, hasn't, hasn't clicked yet. Two-year passes— Hasn't clicked yet. Well, that coach hasn't got this player to the potential that the front office thought it was. We could probably move this coach out and let's get somebody else in there. Where a lot of these coaches are like, can we not get like a guy who's maybe a good football player already Mm -hmm. and then we can make him a little bit better? And it's, it's that fine balance of who... You know, who has the zoomed-out view of, like, five years from now what this player could be, where the coaches are trying to save their job this year and be the best they can be this year? That's why the draft adds so many extra elements of emotion and drama because it's like there's going to be pissed-off fans. There's going to be pissed-off coaches yep. in buildings. They can't say shit, by the way. Those mm-hmm. coaches, hey, we'll give you the players. Sure. All right, We will give you the players. Even though the coaches say – You're not gonna ask a chef to cook with ingredients that he doesn't get to pick. Why are you asking us to coach players that we have no say in or whatever? And it's like, well, you just gotta do that. There's so much drama in the draft, so much drama. And just like I mentioned Tony Analytics earlier, stats tell us that all these dudes most of these dudes are gonna stink yeah Yeah. most Uh of these dudes are not gonna pan out which which is tough
3: we don't like that we don't like that that's the case but that is the case and when you just look at like previous drafts where like that was kind of the thought like colin farrell was the fourth overall pick to the raiders and he was all you know potential and then they picked max crosby in the third round and he blows everybody away because he was kind of a guy and that's also why it's awesome being a patriots fan because you know you know if they're drafting someone he's either a guy or he's gonna come in and get unbelievable coaching by bill like kyle duggar who is the d2 safety who got drafted in the second round they traded out of the first round for had like a okay start in the first season but like by season two you know he's going to come in have all the knowledge be kind of more experienced and be very good which he was this year like if you're one of those teams in the top three how are you going to get like draft potential when you need to get a guy immediately or else you're going to be picking in the top three next year again
0: That is so interesting because your team stinks right now. Patriots don't stink. They got time. Yeah, exactly. Patriots got a roster that, hey, we can develop some guys. Mm -hmm. We can hope that this guy will be able to take over this legend that we're going to force out. All right, that's what the Patriots think. Once mm-hmm, this legend, sure. we're going to force them out. Only they, with
3: quarterbacks, not with.
0: Any no, basically every yeah. Bruschi, Vinatieri. Yeah. I mean, Brewski, there, there's I mean, a long history. No, 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 don't, don't even get into it. There's Brewski, a long yeah. history of running people out of time. Bruschi mm-hmm.
3: needed to call it. Okay, we, everyone was worried about his health. I think that was you know a team. Uh, I
0: mean, the Patriots own the media network that you guys are hearing all your news from.
3: Richard sure, C- yeah. Seymour, Vince Wolf or Richard Randy C- Moss, Willie. I
0: think Willie yeah. got
2: pushed. Willie McGinnis.
3: Yeah. This is what you guys do. Willie didn't get pushed
0: out. Why well, ain't nobody pushing Willie anywhere, by exactly. i seen a motherfucker. He's still as big as that goddamn door. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: and, and, and right. A lot of times it comes down to the money because these guys, you know, they have their best years in New England, and they deserve to get paid. But unfortunately.
4: Gronk, you try to trade him.
3: Gronk, I mean, he, try, he yeah, retired. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys force out everybody, but that's you guys have the patience,
0: though. I'm gonna get this player, we're gonna coach him up, we're gonna make him better. Then, whenever this player who's really good, who's done a lot for us, okay, and we're not grateful for it all, but when this player gets to a point where he's like, you know what, I like to get paid, Mm -hmm. we're gonna go, oh, cool, because this fucking fifth rounder, boom, will kind of take over your spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what the Patriots have been able to do. That's why 20 years of success happens, by the way. That's why the dynasty happens, because they have a almost like a feeder system. The teams up in the top who have been. Jacksonville has picked number one overall two years in a row, and they there's no sense of that slowing down. No, no, no,
1: yeah, it it really does seem like the philosophy should be flipped around. Like you know, the same deal with like the Packers or the Steelers. Like most of the time when they're picking a guy, I mean, you don't count Jordan Love recently, but like that guy is going to end up probably being an impact player, or Mm -hmm. he's going to see significant snaps the next year, as opposed to you know where he could go somewhere else and be a guy the entire year but they're they're projecting it like oh well this guy he has the potential to be incredible in the next two you know, three, three yeah, years three to four years but all those guys in the back half of the draft typically are guys who are making an impact right away so my um
0: a thing i learned my rookie year with the colts and west virginia we didn't haze anybody I don't think. No, there was, like, no hazing. Like, nothing... Yeah. I've heard stories about other hazing situations in football. I did not grow up in the football world. So when I heard these stories, I was like, all right, is this going to happen to me? Like, (laughs) you know, I had to have... I'd have my eyes dotted and my T's crossed. Sure. If this situation arises, how am I? You know how to think about it? No hazing. There's no, like, none of the shit that you hear. Then you get to the uh, the NFL and you see, like, people shave people's heads and they do all that mm-hmm. shit. And you got to do this. And you have to carry pads and do, like, the natural, yeah. uh, young, like, earn your stripes stuff. But Peyton Manning and the boys up there, they were adamant upon, like, hey, we're going to need these rookies to win a fucking game. Like, mm-hmm. we are going to need seven to eight of these rookies to play meaningful minutes for us whether it's teams whether it's on defense whether it's on offense i don't think anybody expected any of the rookies especially ended like hey this guy is going to come in and be like our star like we don't need right that. but we're going to need this class to perform well for us if we're going to want to go and win because injuries happen and it's with the salary cap without cheap people are it's just how do you pick and choose who's going to be good and who's not going to be good i have no idea but if you're number one number two number three overall You would assume, give me the guy that's going to be a guy. Yeah. Because if you want to make your team right now better, which should be your goal, I guess, but everybody thinks long term, like whatever. If you want to win right now, like you should pick the player that's ready to be dropped onto the field right now. Right. But if you just want your resume to say that you drafted. (laughs) you know this player in five years he's going to become remember bulky drafted blah 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 blah, blah, blah. but although like the first three years they weren't worth the fuck they turned into it it's like what are you sacrificing in return because the ultimate projection of your resume will be like oh this guy drafts great players that's all a philosophy that I'm happy I don't have to fucking deal with I'm happy I don't have to get in that conversation because give me the guy that's going to be a guy right now is who I want because I want to win this year and some people
3: just don't think like that and I guess you're not supposed to in some positions well, and that's why when you look at the Jags and they're talking about these D the linemen, it's like, Hey, you just drafted a quarterback last year. Like you might as well build up his offensive line and see if he's an actual guy before like thinking about we need to get our defense good if in five gonna... years from now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, come on, you have Trevor Lawrence, like let's see if he's a very good quarterback, or if maybe, you know, you gotta think about in the next few years when you're the number one pick next year, if you wanna take <laughs> CJ Stroud or not.
0: They restructured or uh, they extended the tackle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe right tackle?
3: Cam Robinson? Yeah. Uh
4: left, I think. Left,
0: yeah. Left tackle. He was franchise tag. He wasn't going to sign it. They ended up making a deal with him. He has been um long term for the Jags, left tackle. So they are working on the offensive line. Uh the Jaguars and franchise tag offensive tackle Cam Robinson have agreed to terms a three-year $54 million deal, $18 million per. We don't know what's real. Nope. Nope. We don't know what the deal's worth. $18 million. (laughs) Congratulations. That feels like a good price for a left tackle.
3: Yeah.
0: Especially if they're paying Christian Kirk what they're paying Christian Kirk. Yeah. Eh, good for Cam. He's probably happy he's getting a lot of fucking yeah. money. Hopefully. Yeah. We don't know how much money he's actually getting, but hopefully he's getting a bunch of money. So, maybe they are investing in the offensive line. Does that mean they're going to try to get a right tackle? Are they going to mm. try to get somebody else to protect him at number one overall? Is that where you go? Or are they trying to trade out? I have no
4: idea what the fuck So So, I, mean. I looked at that because, you know, just because he got signed a left tackle doesn't mean you can't take one of these guys to play right tackle. Uh, Their right tackle is Jawan Taylor, who was the number 35 overall pick in 2019. So, I assume they're Probably going to see what he can do for another.
3: Is he good? I don't know. New coach. To be honest, I don't know. Yeah, I assume everyone on that team kind of fucking stinks just sure. because they're the number one pick again, even though they beat the Bills. They did, but it was only nine six. They, they didn't score a touchdown. They, they did beat the Bills. That was the wildest yeah. thing. I'm Nine six. besides
4: yeah. the Jaguars and they the beat the
3: Dolphins, right? Yeah, yeah. in London, And they beat the Colts too. Yeah, they did. Now, I mean, Clonton last week. No, Urban wasn't there. They were playing for a different coach. Not Carson, Carson went to Washington. Bill's win was post house, and Urban was still there. So that was more embarrassing, I think.
0: Yeah, because they rallied around the finger guns. They didn't go. Uh, let's pivot away from the NFL and the draft spectacular, because we'll have a lot of conversation about that for the rest of the show, as we are excited mm-hmm. for tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. I believe we have a new Foxy Flick debuting Right before that at 750 yes, same stream, uh, oh, yeah. YouTube.com forward slash the pat McAfee show. Surprise guest giveaways. We will talk more about the draft spectacular with Joel Klatt. Uh, Matt Ryan, maybe, uh, AJ Hawk, but right now joining us, a man who covers the association.
2: Hell yeah. Oh.
0: And I want to let you know, last night I seen my favorite basketball player.
2: Yeah.
0: I seen a basketball player who's only 22 years old. Whoa. Wow. 22 years old. Jesus. Take off and have one of the most devastating posters in the history of NBA mm-hmm. in the history of the playoffs. Maybe the dunk of the century <laughs> over top of a dude. Then just later would knock down a three mm-hmm. to take the lead. Everybody thought that was a game winner. No, no, no. Answer from old Edwards cuz who had made a hell of a play and made uh job look bad kind of in that moment. A little bit. Ant-Man, but yeah. then with Three point-something seconds left. Mm -hmm. This silky son-of-a-bitch, uber-athletic freak show dog takes a left-handed layup to get a win. The association is hot right now. Their playoffs have been spectacular. Joining us to chit-chat about it all and maybe some behind-the-scenes tales to help us understand everything going on, senior NBA insider for The Athletic in the stadium, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Sharanya.
6: Pat, I love that introduction, man. Like, John Morant, he's just, he's he's insane right now. He's insane.
0: He's an absolute dog. He is. He's a football player playing out there. It feels like he has that competitive nature that I absolutely love. He's not scared of the big moment. He's only 22 years old. The future of the league feels like it is in great hands. And these playoffs have been awesome, Shams. I assume the league is very pumped about it.
6: Yeah, no question. I mean, the way that they're – I mean, every, every night, like, these games that are being played and even just this this matchup, right, this 2-7 matchup between Memphis and Minnesota, I mean, these are two young teams that don't really have identities in the league. Like, neither has been a championship-caliber organization as of right now, but they're these young, hungry organizations. Minnesota, of course, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. They've got talent all across that lineup. And then you look at Memphis, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, Desmond Bain, and like I just love the fact that for John Morant, his teammates love him so much, and we just saw when he won the Most Improved Player of the Year award, which in his mind probably he shouldn't have won it because he's a guy that's an All NBA guy, he's a guy that's an MVP type of guy, and what does he do? He gives the award to his teammate Desmond Bain. Yeah. And I don't know if Desmond Bain's is going to keep that trophy, but that just like that camaraderie. The, the, the youthful exuberance that these guys have I mean it's fun to watch and it's fun to see these guys grow in the, in the big moments in the playoffs
2: well
0: Desmond Bain was born in the
1: dark yeah, right? he was
0: you know so him getting out there is obviously incredible uh, yeah his teammates love him it was very obvious because there was a lot of different situations where his teammates were like looking to him to gas him up almost in the middle of it all feels like the city of Memphis loves him as well and he's not scared of anything him, him shit talking Patrick Beverly in the yeah. middle of that and Patrick Beverly's known to get in everybody's head he is I love Ja. He's my favorite player. Let's go Grizzlies. Go. Uh, let's bounce around a little bit. Obviously, the Celtics got like a week off. They're going to relax. Uh, is there anything that we need to think about for the Celtics going forward? Are they going to win this whole thing?
6: Well, they're going to have a great shot because who 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 they who, who could they play next round, right? It's Milwaukee and they're down. You know, Chris Middleton, we're not sure how long he's going to be out of the lineup but if he's down, that's an all-star player that Milwaukee going to be without. So, yeah, Boston has all the ingredients. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Rob Williams, we, we talked about on the show last week. He came back after a torn meniscus surgery three and a half weeks after the procedure. Like that's unheard of in the NBA for a guy to come back that quick. And he was right there. He played 18, 20 minutes in the first game. He's back in the fold. This team is as deep. And they're championship ready. There's no question about it. Yeah. They, they dispose of the Nets really, really quickly. But, yeah, I mean, there's no – the Celtics have has what it takes. We'll see what happens with Milwaukee. Can they get Chris Middleton back and healthy?
0: Okay, and because we're talking about the Celtics and you talk about old Bob coming back in three and a half weeks after a meniscus, it's hard not to talk about the Nets. Kevin Durant is awesome on Twitter right now. Yep. Okay, I love Kevin Durant. I'm a big Kevin Durant guy. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. He's his own uh, person if Ben Simmons would have played, everybody assumes that that is not a sweep. It's a little bit more uh, maybe competitive. They could keep up on the defensive end with Ben Simmons helping them out. Maybe open the court up a little bit more too because of the way the Celtics were able to lock them down. Now, hindsight might show that the Celtics are able to do that to everybody for how good they are at defense and at playing. We don't know yet. But at this current moment, the Nets are being buried by everybody. More importantly... Ben Simmons is getting killed by everybody. What is this guy's deal? He, there's no way that he just is the softest dude in the history of competitor in in the history of competition, right? He has to have some sort of story here. Is he scared to play basketball again because he doesn't have the confidence that he can play? Is he real is his back like so fucked up that he he just puts on a good front when he's sitting there. There's zero laboring, zero pain expressions on his face. What is it about Ben Simmons you think? And what does his future look like?
6: At, at this point, it's it's all mental with Ben Simmons, and he's got to get to the point this off season, I mean, they have they have four or five months here. The Nets, Ben Simmons, people around Ben Simmons that care about him, to make sure that he gets on the right track. This is the most important off season for Ben Simmons' career. This is a an offseason. He's he's at a crossroads of of, of his career right now because the way it went in Philly, then he gets to Brooklyn, and yeah, there was, we talked about on the show, Pat, like there was an expectation around that organization that at least he'll be in uniform and available to play for Steve Nash, you know, I'm told that even if he was in uniform, there was a chance he might not even have played in game four, but at least he was taking the effort, he was at least in uniform, at least being able to be present around the team, and he just could not get there, and so whatever he's dealing with mentally. And so again, is it, he's
0: scared Pat. chumps? Is that what it is? He's just scared that he's gonna embarrass himself? Like, isn't he at rock bottom already publicly? Like, I, in the- I, I, I don't, I, it's,
6: it's hard for me to say like, is he scared to play because of what happened last year in the playoffs? But what I do know and what I'm told that he told, you know, the Nets and, and their front office uh, on Monday was that he feels like there's a mental block uh, that's, that's created that dates in part back to last summer in the playoffs last summer, where we saw he, he passed up that layup, um in in that game seven it was a tough playoff for him but that mental block is creating a stress that's also triggering the back now i'm not a doctor i've seen some tweets out there from doctors that saying yeah this could be a thing you know the mind controls the body so listen i'm not here to say one way or the other that's how he feels but it could also be true in the same sense that the nets the players there's a lot of frustration there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of like what more can we do at some point it becomes you know ben simmons is going to have to take ownership and gonna to have to take a level of accountability to if there is this issue like let's deal with it let's get through it let's work with the right therapist let's work with the right people because at the end of the day everyone around ben simmons the nets they all want him to succeed they all want him to get back on the court he's paid to play play basketball like that's his occupation and so how do you get him back into that mode um i think it'll be very interesting you know does he does he stay in in brooklyn does he stay at the facility all year Or does he bounce around to city to city? Like, Mm. if if I'm the Nets, I try to make sure he's staying in the the facility, he's staying around the team, re-ingratiating himself around the roster. Uh, But this is going to be a very important summer for Ben Simmons to get back on track, you know, mind and body.
0: Uh, I know a guy who, when he was a kid, his household spoke Spanish and his friends spoke English, okay? His family's from Cuba. And... At his house, they'd all speak Spanish to him. And then when he'd go in public, they'd all speak English. And his Spanglish became so bad that nobody could understand what he was saying. So they actually had the great idea to take him to a hypnotist. And a hypnotist actually cured his brain from being able to speak Spanish. He was only able to speak English, but he could understand Spanish. That is an actual thing that happened in the real world. Is there any thought of him like going to a hypnotist or going to like a sports psychologist? And if that was to take place, that would mean Ben would have to admit that there was something going on, right? Which I think is what you were alluding to there with the accountability and the ownership of this entire thing. No, I mean, I, I think he has admitted it, right? We've Publicly? About this hey, since- he, hey, no, he has not. If he would come out and say like, yeah. hey, I am... I do not have the confidence to play basketball. I am so sorry. I wish I did. Like I think a lot people would be a, a lot nicer to him. Right now it's just like a herniated disc, sore back, this, that. It, it's like a bad image for him. I feel like he should get in front of this. Don't you think Shomson should come out and be transparent or is he scared to do that and he doesn't think that'd be cool or whatever yeah I mean I mean I, I listen I't can't,
6: I can't speak for that. Um, I, I think that you know he he's I think he has made all the efforts. I, I think he has you know the, at, at some point it just becomes a thing where you know it, you, you just got to get to that point you know and and I think the, the goal was to try to get him back out on the floor this year and the goal was to try to get him playing uh, and get him on the floor. I think again, everyone's rooting for Ben Simmons. when we've seen him, Pat on the court, he's the perfect fit and when you talk about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, to have a guy that can play all five positions, can guard all five positions, um, he's got everything. And so the goal was to get him back. But I, I think he has taken the steps to try to address it. He's seen, um, you know, different th- his own therapist, his own psychologist to try to get there. Uh, and again, I'm not an expert on on like that's how he's he feeling. You know it, what it I
0: does. mean? And so you
6: you have to um, listen to that and so you it have it. to understand <laughs> that. Um, they need and, to hypnotize and try him. to work with that.
0: They need to hypnotize them. They need. It, 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 this
6: has happened. <laughs> do, you, do, through, do you know one? If you know of one, let me know. I, yeah, got I, got might, a guy. I might be able to make it happen. You well, Zito knows.
0: is actually the Spanglish-speaking guy that I was referring to there. Mm-hmm. That happened to Zito here. Um, but th- this has happened in the past in sports. Like, people have done this before to get over a mental block or something like that. It feels like that would be the natural next step, but hopefully, he figures it out because he is getting murdered by everybody for how this is all paid. And also, I mean, when you're making $40 million. You know, that type of shit's going to happen regardless. And sometimes you just got to grow up and admit that as well. Like, hey, I'm being asked to do more because I'm being given a lot of money to do stuff. Now let's move on. Uh, on the West, it feels like Golden State is an absolute wagon right now. Without Pools playing, without Thompsons all the way back and Jackie Moon stroking, it. Steph coming out as the sixth man of the fucking century almost yeah. coming out there. What do you see happening with Golden State? And do they feel just as good as everybody else feels about the Golden State Warriors Potential playoff run here?
6: I mean, Golden State, I mean, them. Hopefully, Devin Booker gets back healthy. But Golden State, Phoenix, and then you look out east, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston. I mean, those are really the five teams. I think you've got to give Dallas a puncher's chance uh, as well. I think is with Luka Doncic back dog. in the fold, Dallas can be very uh, frightening for playoff teams. So I would look at really those six teams as like legitimate threats uh, to win the championship this year. And there's no question, like, Golden State. I don't expect Steph Curry to be a six-man much longer. Um, but they're, they're, gonna, they're in a position now where they have, you know, with him, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. They have the most lethal lineup uh, potentially in, in these playoffs. And so we'll see what happens and, and how they manage that situation.
0: What'd you say there? You said something there. You just it kind of fell out of your mouth there. I don't. I don't know if you realize what you said there. You don't see Steph Curry being six man for much longer. That normally means something when an insider says
6: oh, something. Yes, it what dies. does that mean, uh, well,
2: What are you? It- that,
6: I mean. I mean. Listen. 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 Steph and Curry will be starting as soon as tonight in Game Five.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh,
6: Put it on. I don't expect the sixth-man train to roll much further. Okay. Congrats to Steph. Yeah. Because
0: Steph said a couple games ago, I'm fucking back. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now. He actually is good. Hey, good on you, Steph. Don't get him, Steph. Hey. That's good news. That's good news, Shams. I'm,
6: I'm here to deliver the news. Right God, now.
0: you're the best, Shams. <laughs> Put it on a ticker. <laughs> yes. Tell Ben Simmons to go to a hit and a disc. Let's save the association.
4: The yes. head zone, Shams. Uh, they won, so it's kind of a moot point here because you know Vic Depot played very, very well last night. But did Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, who are both we consider dogs, uh, did they sit out last night? Even though. They didn't really need – are we resting players in the playoffs? Oh, man. Um, Listen, I'll say
6: this. Jimmy Butler, the competitor he is. Exactly. uh, It it, it was a real issue for him to be sitting uh, in a playoff game. uh, You know, he's – I don't think it's a serious injury. I have not been told that it's a serious injury. I think the Heat are hopeful that game one comes around of of that series between Toronto or Philly that he'll be ready to go uh, for that game. Uh, Kyle Lowry on the other hand guys he's got a he's got a hamstring injury so like those things can be Pat knows I mean Those things can be uh, a few days it could be a week it could be two weeks you never know with hammies But the goal is with him try to get him back for game one of the next series too But we'll see that series Toronto Philadelphia it's three Mm. I believe three two now (laughs) going back to Toronto um, For that game six I believe that's tonight like Philadelphia is going to have to get, get their stuff together, get their act together and, and get one more win because Toronto's making this very difficult. But Miami will play one of those two teams. There is hope. There is optimism that both Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry can be
0: back in the lineup. Buddy. Hey, Doc and Harden are getting killed right now. If they, if they don't close this out after 3-0, they are going to get murdered. Hey, it doesn't sound like I mean, it doesn't feel like hamstrings and shit happen like that often in the NBA. Am I, with how many games they play and how much they run, it's almost surprising to me that that we're hearing about a hamstring from the NBA. Normally, an incredible, like, good warm-up, mm. good hydration. It feels like that's a big part of it. Hamstrings can linger forever, not only physically but mentally. When he gets back, it's going to be in the back of his mind, like, oh, if I open this up or if I do something, there's a chance it's going to go. Hamstrings are a nightmare. That is no fun. Yeah, hamstrings
6: hamstrings and calves. Like, the moment you pull them, it becomes a nightmare because you're dealing with it, and even when you play, you're thinking about it. But Luka Doncic had a calf. He missed about, I think, 12, 13 days. He ended up coming back fine. Um, but Demon Booker, you know, like he's he's itching to play right now, but you got to make sure that, that that hamstring is 100%. Hey, Luca's a dog.
2: Dog. He's a dog. He's a dog for
6: sure. He is a dog. He's a
0: player. How old is Luca? 22
6: uh what 23 20 what, I mean, what? He's, he's only 23 Super young
0: he's younger than tatum that's crazy holy My so, god so jaw 23.
6: Than- right. right. we- yeah, 23 i was right I was right. Can we, can we- Adam yeah, I was right i
0: mean you covered the fucking league that's he's Terry one of the Sean. biggest stars <laughs> you should know how old he is James, but i am
2: happy
3: that you know that
0: jaw 22 yep. luca 23 yep so I'm – enough of the – you know, Tatum's only 24. Well, Tatum went enough to two
3: – he went to two Eastern Conference Finals by the time he was 22. But uh, Celtics fan, Connor, your question. Yeah, Sean, don't. who gives a shit about all these other teams? When are the Celtics <laughs> going to play next. If the Bucks win tonight, are we looking at like a Saturday or do we have to wait for the first round to be completely finished before they start the second round?
6: All right, so I would look at anywhere from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's really the range. I don't think it would be Saturday. I would look at anywhere from Sunday to Tuesday for, uh, for that game one against, uh, you know... Bob. They're going to cool if, off. If the Bucks oh, win yeah, oh, they're gonna cool, off. Uh, gonna cool Celtics are going to cool off. Anyway,
3: yeah, Sunday, right.
0: Tuesday Fresh legs. They're going to no, cool off. Fresh legs. Oh. Giannis
3: is going to have to score 80 points a game to beat Tatum's the Celtics. Tatum's going to
0: be sleeping in the backseat oh. just like Deuce was. uh oh. Tatum
3: don't sleep because he's <laughs> taking care of his son and he's taking care of his game.
0: By the way, I do appreciate how good of a fucking father it appears as Tatum is. Yep. But it's been hard can we, can, we, can we give it up to Jason
6: Tatum like he thank you Sean Fuck you, he's, finally he's taking the <laughs> next step yeah, I'm, 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 yeah like he's taking the next step in his career defensively the way he played on that end of the floor and you know he learned a lot from Kyrie Irving as much as that breakup happened like he learned a lot from Kyrie Irving he learned a lot from Kevin Durant playing with him at Team USA last year and you're seeing him he's blossoming he's shining right
0: before our eyes he is yoked incredible I mean he is a massive dude huge A couple years ago I seen a clip from him Said, well, I'm gonna hate this guy yeah. forever. He'll He'll just... but then I had to remember he's 22, 23 mm-hmm. at the yeah. time. He's getting older. Father. He, he is fun to watch. He is a he's a dog. 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 I'm worried that the Celtics might be good for, you know, too long of a time. Last question here, Shams. <laughs> we appreciate you. Go ahead, Todd.
1: Shams, you gonna be tipping picks again this year for the <laughs> NFL draft, or what's your plan <laughs> yeah. for Thursday night? So a,
6: couple, a, a couple people have asked me that. Um, listen, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything on that situation right now. If it happens, it happens. Um, ho- hopefully I don't have any NFL people upset at me if it does
0: well I think all the NFL insiders what have they said about Shams we could do this too if we wanted to yeah
6: Shams yeah. we want to break Shams, every that's NBA that's what they is. always
0: say they couldn't though Shams they know. couldn't do it if they could they would
6: <laughs> listen People always have excuses, you know, like oh, I'm, 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 yeah. I just got my head down. I'm just I just got my head down. I'm staying busy, man.
2: What is he?
0: At? He's had uh, big NFL sure. yep. NFL political, he had Massive. presidential. Yeah.
1: yeah. P- political leaks. <laughs> political league. Yeah. New Biden. And he's I'm up. just doing my job, Pat.
6: I'm just, I'm just here to do my job. I'm just here so I don't get fined.
0: Well, we appreciate oh. you, man. You do a great job. You might get fined for breaking the Steph news on this show. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, senior NBA insider for The Athletic and Stadium, man who knows all things happening around the association, Sham Sharania.
2: Hey, hey. Our Hey!
0: Wow! will obviously... Have the toxic table at Ty Schmidt and at Boston Connor's mm-hmm. beautiful brain spilling into the microphones. Sounds oh, good. Yeah. Glad to be here. Pat. Hey, great to see you guys. Can't wait for a Draft Spectacular tomorrow night, eight p.m. Eastern. Neither oh, can we. And obviously, this hour will feature a cowboy of sorts, a man who loves the draft, whether or not we had the spectacular or not. A good gambler, a championship gambler. True, Gombler. true. One half of the hammer, Done. D- Cowboys tone, digs. How you doing, Tom?
2: i you doing. Hey. Hey.
0: This hour, we'll also uh, have a first-time guest who will be joining us in about 10 minutes, Joe Bamba Klatt. Let's
3: go. <laughs> Rude, boy. How about it?
0: Shut up, Joe Clats. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out how to say his name there before he we went on air as we're coming live, mm-hmm. and uh, I think this is a Pam Pan thing. Sure. Plaza mm-hmm. Plaza, Plaza thing, yeah. and uh, I couldn't really get it right. Is it Bamba Clats or Bamba Klatt? Ladder. Clat. Yeah. Clat. There's different like just make it clap. Yeah. Make it clap. Just make it clap. Hey, you guys didn't do it right. That's the wrong clap.
3: I don't I don't know if I've ever heard that. Just make Shoot. it clap. <laughs> That's it, I believe. Hey, I've never heard that fucking clap. That's Buster a song. Rimes it was did. a good song. Yeah, it's
0: a great song. Really? It was a great song back in day. <laughs> right. Buster Rhymes had a run where he was fucking. Brrr. Sure. Yeah, he used to go. Then he got all Roy... Not Roy, sorry. He started working out, super. Yeah. He got yoked. And then he kind of slowed down, didn't have to do it anymore, and then he just started hitting remixes on everybody. But there was a time where Busta Rhymes was just making
3: bangers. And that was one of them.
0: How come Busta Rhymes gets forgotten about in the whole conversation? I don't know. It's kind of bullshit. It's a
3: good question. He stinks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, well, yeah. well, he had to amount does what
0: beef with Zito. Zito and Busta did have a run in there, but that's... Like
3: a T-Pain running?
0: Uh, yeah. Threw him through it's a, a wall. He, he, yeah. he, he got physically touched by his Whoa. security. Ball. But Busta needed security because how big Busta was. That's yeah, right. Big boy. Never gets talked about enough. His Busta he's put out heaters. Anyways. So, clack. Clack. Clatt.
3: Where's
4: Gus? Are the Island Boys going to fight one of the Pauls? Or maybe a tag team Pauls? i seen them throwing their fists. Uh-huh.
0: Absolute bombs. <laughs> bombs. They need to not fight anybody. What? For their sake. Did you see the For kick, their sake? Though? Yeah, the little kick to the knee thing. Yeah, yeah. that'll kill and They cut somebody. their hair. Okay, they do. They're doing their stuff. They're getting into boxing. Maybe yeah. I don't know. People will pay for them to fight somebody. Oh People yeah. Pay oh, to watch yeah. them fight somebody. Oh yeah. yeah. And they maybe they're sandbagging. That's why they're putting out those. Videos. I thought they might have been sandbagging. Hat. I honestly believe there's a chance that a lot of this generation has no clue how to throw a punch. Like <laughs> I,
4: I, <think> <laughs> I, believe there's a
0: lot of Twitter fingers. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. hey, we're not doing this in real life stuff, especially with the entire world we're at. I think there is a large portion of society nowadays that has no clue how to throw a punch because there's no way you put that video out if you didn't know that you didn't know how to throw a punch while putting it out there. But the Island Boys are chess players. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We re- What's that, Foxy? We cannot give them that much credit. We give Foxy such an island. Dude, we do. We do give the island boys that much credit. They're not that
3: smart. This guy thought that the Will Smith smack was fake, he and now did. he wants to come at the wow. fucking island boys for oh, throwing a bomb. I never thought it was fake. I will
0: say Will Smith could throw a better punch than the island boys. Yeah. Sure, I, I do know that. Well, is. he
3: played Ali. I mean, he has to be Which is to. why
0: I wondered about his front foot in that smack because yeah. he was not utilizing any sort of... Highly suspect.
3: All I said
4: is it could be fake. You thought the Johnny Depp trial yeah. was fake. He also mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. Amber Heard oh, took oh, a oh, shit oh, on his oh, bed oh. just to get this to trial just so they could fucking get some shit riled up. Hey, it's good work. It's good work. Yeah, great work. A, good That's work. That's a long it's good, good mm-hmm. shit right life there. Life
0: is <laughs> WWE. Yeah, life is wrestling. I know. agree. But there are some things you have to just, yeah you know, think well maybe they're just doofuses and by the way this has been <laughs> yeah. this has been a wild development for me too Foxy okay because I've viewed the world just like you and then I'm like oh you did it on purpose to make yourself look stupid or whatever no no I was lit right what are you talking about okay <laughs> All right, I, shoot, I misread bro. the whole situation here. You are a fucking doofus. The Island Boys, though, no. I think they're working. I think I that think is something. sandbagging. Yeah, they're I mean. getting somebody to get comfortable in the fact that they don't know how to throw a yeah. punch. And then somebody's going to show up to fight them. And then all of a sudden, the Island Boys going to be pa-pa. pa You know what I mean? That's what uh, I'm thinking. I think we should fake. send Mitt to fight them because Mitt would beat their ass. Yeah. Do you know why they were in that hot tub? Because they were recovering from their fucking boxing oh, workout. Uh, in a cold tub. Everyone knows that. That's cold what the, the pool right next to it. was cold. They were actually flushing. They were they were trying to distract themselves uh, from their entire muscle on, flush see. to get the lactic acids out of their legs because they're boxing training. They're like, I love mine. very much. They were tired, exhausted yeah. from the workout they went through. There's a chance that that's true. So there's literally nothing you could say. Why about. aren't they in the studio
7: though? You should be in the studio making back.
0: I've never seen them in a studio, right? Have yeah. we ever seen no, them? I've no. seen them in a shower. I've seen them in a hot tub. I've seen them boxing on a patio with Boom, a new in haircut. A yeah. yeah,
3: they already have crushed the music game. I think they're on to the next thing. There's boxing. Gonna, yeah, yeah, dominate every industry. History, one after the other.
0: Well, I do think they should have had a couple remixes to the Island Boys. I things. agree. Get
3: AB on the track. oh they did do that remix now the we're... Goofy Boys. Goofy Boys. Just fucking Goofy Boys. Oh, yeah. There's three of them on their they're cameo. Oh yeah, they added in a <laughs> yeah. third. Yeah, that's right. A third. That's our boxing trainer.
4: Yeah, yeah. And he's yoked. I think yeah. they're on Iron Chef next week too.
3: That'd so. be sick. Fucking Fridays, maybe. Are you serious right now? I don't know what's <laughs> a word. You
4: yeah,
0: never know. Boys
6: Morimoto. Joining yeah. us
0: now is a man who won the Iron Chef. He also beat Bobby Flay one time. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. A college football champion. A Super Bowl champion. A Ryder cup champion a man who has zero respect for anything we do around here, is missing his third straight draft spectacular, (laughs) the biggest fucking show we have every single year. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Ha, Yeah, Yeah, AJ. AJ, Champion of saying fuck you to us, huh?
8: Champion. Good to be here. I mean, I'm glad I can slide into this Island Boys conversation. It was pretty riveting there watching online.
0: There was no way that was
8: real. Those weren't real punches from that guy. There's oh no. yeah, they're they're setting a trap. They're setting a trap. And they're just waiting for a big name to walk in there and get
0: knocked out. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think they're that's a, this is all sandbagging. Vander Holyfield,
8: they're probably going to challenge soon. He oh, just Gregor. had a fight well,
0: like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Vander Holyfield, he come on this show. He was yeah. on the yeah. show. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. good conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fan of the show.
2: Yeah, fan
0: yeah. of the program. Why is Gumpy looking the way he's looking in the back? Back I don't
2: so know it terrible. Terrible. what's he looking like.
0: Gumpy, so it Gumpy. <laughs> That was fake, though. That Those weren't real punches out of them. And do you know the younger generation better? Bob's. I mean, okay. Bob's. Okay. If he gets Wait, you into oh, the oh, corner. Oh, oh. oh look
1: yeah, like, hey, it looked like You're the going. old school,
0: like, hey, I'm going to do this. If you fucking get in front of me, you're in trouble.
8: How is the person not laughing who's filming? (laughs) Because that's their trainer, and he
3: knows that they're just fucking around. You cut it off before the kick. Yeah, wait for the kick. Bro, he'll throw him, though. Look, here comes the kick, I think. Yeah, show him thunder, I think is what he says. Give me a kick. Oh, uppercut oh, like uppercut. fucking Tyson. Right, this not the case. This is a different video. Show <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. him thunder. Show him thunder. Bro, oh! Oh!
8: He didn't oh! Telegraph- oh! He didn't even telegraph that. That came out of nowhere. man. Yeah, he's knocking you straight. What?
3: What? 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 He just broke what?
0: my fucking hand. That's he said. What, that's what we do. Yeah,
3: we he's fight. Not tired. Right
0: now. Bro, yeah, yeah. You can cut a promo after. No, we're yeah. not even out of breath. <laughs> no, Meth will do that. But- what? Tony. Hey, we don't know if Island Boys are doing meth or not. They are in great physical condition, True. and meth does make you thin. Yeah. So maybe is that is that accurate. Right? They threw, <laughs> that dude just threw 200 punches. Yes. They yeah. They did cut a promo afterwards. Unfazed. And a kick. Yeah.
8: The
3: core strength on those guys is absurd.
0: I mean, that was... That was
3: Has Dana signed him yet to the UFC? Jesus, I don't know if Dana. Dana's ready. It's gonna cost twenty five million a pop. What if
0: what if Serrano Amanda Serrano after selling out <laughs> Madison Square Garden this weekend, you know, she decides her next fight is gonna be both Island Boys at the same that time?
3: Was, Dude, be I'd be take all my money. I'll I would pay for it. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for that. Oh uh-huh.
0: yeah. Jake Paul is already cooking that up. He's like, if these fucking idiots keep posting these boxing videos, I'm going to go ahead and have Serrano take them out one at a time. Boom. Full entrance for them both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Full entrance for them both. <laughs> Get to the ring. Serrano, bang, dead. Mm-hmm. And then the next one comes. I and am mine. bang, I am bang dead. The sun. I would buy that.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You saw me already. Like yeah. That sounds amazing. Okay, so that's what the champion are doing after exactly. knocking <laughs> out
0: Kenny Taylor and Madison Square Gardeners.
3: We, I mean, now we have something to look forward to in the offseason fucking Island Boys versus Serrano. Hey, Island Boys, you better keep
0: swinging. <laughs> yeah, keep fighting. All right, let's talk about some of the news that's happening uh, today, AJ. This guy sucks. Go ahead. Well, that's the thing. There's really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. AJ, it's been tough, dude. It has been very tough. We're all eyes are on the draft spectacular tomorrow night. And obviously, it is not a show you give a fuck about or care about no, 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 at no. all.
8: Okay, okay, yeah, my bad. I Just when I get super active on social media, the only time of the year. So that shows you how serious I am. No, we have to pay you to post those. Yep. Yeah. No. Just so, like Miller. like. Hey, by the way, I need that graphic because time is ticking. i got, got to put something
3: together. <laughs> Throw it in the drafts. Uh,
0: all eyes on Draft Spectacular though. Aaron Rodgers will be joining us, AJ. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Chris Ballard will be joining us live from the War Room. Oh, here we go. Do it. Tom Telesco will be joining Whoa. us. Oh Chargers. Chargers GM live from the War Room. Okay. A this team. is the big thing this year. We're making bigger asks. You know, We're asking for more from people. And in the past, it would feel terrible doing that. Normally, in the past, this is how asks we go. Hey, I understand you're very busy and you got a lot of other things going on. It would be much better uh, to do something else with your time than whatever you'd be doing with us. But is there mm-hmm. any chance you could join us? Just be five, seven minutes of your time. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, no big deal. Come on. Chris Bowden came on every single year. This time, I'm like, how do I frame this? Well, letting them know that I think it's ridiculous that I'm even asking this. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous. That we're even at a point to be doing this. But I do think this would be super cool if you were to do that. So that's basically the message that I sent to everybody. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. Can you go live from the war room? And we're probably gonna ask you about what the fuck's going on in there as opposed to what's going on in the whole draft. And I think there's more, by the way. We have that's not those aren't the only nope. three. I mean, there is more Lord, people yeah. joining us. Funny. But it is Funt. it's gonna be I'm very excited for it, AJ Hawk. I'm very pumped for tomorrow night. Yeah, the fact that two active
8: GMs that are gonna be in the middle of the first round are going to call in. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It should be. It should be fun. I want to see where their where their minds are at the time, too.
0: Yeah, us, too, because we'll probably be a couple hours into it whenever we get in these people's war rooms, probably a little loosey-goosey, mm-hmm. maybe a little boozy-boozy. What? I mean, who knows? And we're what if we bully one of these GMs into making a trade? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be sweet. Come on, do it. Hey, Tom, come on. You know how cool would be, trade out there? On, <laughs> trade Keaton out of the Packers. Trade him to tra- 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 the Colts,
8: Tom. Come on. Yeah, tell him how – you look like a genius, because this is obviously going to be out there forever, this footage. So you're going to look very, very smart.
0: What? Oh AJ see that's the that's the part of the message that I send to him like hey you know what our show is filled with idiots so we apologize <laughs> that you're going to be associated with this forever but we do think it'd be pretty cool content and uh, yeah. we have more guests <laughs> lined up and Big giveaways. Uh, feeling around the league is that the 49ers are listening to offers on Debo. Now, granted, Debo just put out a tweet, and I'm not 100 sure what it means or who he's taking a shot at. Might be taking a shot at us and all the people in the media world. Oh, wow. He put out a tweet to basically saying that people are talking about his situation that don't have a clue what they're talking about. They're just talking about what other people are talking about. They're just basically nobody knows anything. And then he's saying, "Have a good one." Basically, have a good one because the conversation today is that the Jets are ready to make a very aggressive offer to the San Francisco 49ers to get Debo. Samuel. Allegedly, uh, Bob Sala, you know, big time San Francisco 49er uh, you know, like roots knows Debo, knows how impressive Debo is in the AFCs. They were in on the Tyreek Hill trade even though Tyreek ended up going to Miami. Uh, Akash Anavarathan is reporting that the feeling around the league is that the 49ers are listening to offers on Debo Samuel and the Jets are going to put together such a massive package for Samuel that they won't be able to turn it done And that comes from Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network, I believe. That's right. So shout out to Tony Pauline who's been in the news a couple different times. We don't know if it's real or if it's not real, but Tony Pauline speaking that good shit. Uh, the Jets are going to go all in on Debo Samuel. Definitely a player that's worthy of such a thing. Well, the Niners, listen, John Lynch just said the other day he can never imagine getting to a point where he'd want to move on from Debo. He's such a good player. Is that him negotiating publicly with teams like, hey, you're going to have to bring a deal that is going to be worth big. We will will not know but good on the Jets if they end up getting Debo I guess AJ
8: yeah okay so do we have any time frame on when this may happen when this trade could happen and are there other teams involved because obviously you want multiple people trying to bid on this.
0: Everybody says that the draft is the reason why a lot of things happen, because there is active pieces to be able to be gained quickly. So everybody's assuming this is all going to happen during the draft time, but everybody's assuming that the Baker Mayfield stuff was going to happen during the draft, or before the draft, and then reports are coming out. Uh, wait until you see what happens at the first round. They might do this later in the week or next week or something like that. None of us know anything, and I'm sure Debo Samuel is just reading alongside of it all and listening to his agent, Tory. Dondi, who also reps A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. It is quite an interesting situation. The draft always brings magical moments, magical memories and big-time blockbuster moves. Speaking of big-time blockbuster situations, joining us for the first time ever, a man who is alongside Gus Johnson in the booth during the fall, and their booth is absolutely electrifying. Their booth makes the game feel bigger than the game is, and whenever they're calling a game, it is tough to turn it off. He will be on NFL Network all weekend like he always is as a draft analyst. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Bambaclott. what's up Joel
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's going on that was quite the introduction I appreciate it man
0: hey this is my first time getting to chat with you getting to meet you and having you on the show big fan of your work alongside Gus you guys are an electrifying booth a great booth and I don't know how how often you get told that but you guys fucking kill it man we appreciate it
5: man I, I first of all I appreciate it it's unbelievable working next to Gus I love what we get to do uh, we get, And last year was epic, man. We had so many great games, right? So it was fantastic.
0: Well, you do a great job. And now that we're at the draft, it feels like you get quite a head start, right? Because you get to meet with all these teams during the year. You're watching film all year. You're in it. You love college football, huh? Favorite of all time. NFL also a fan, or are you mostly just college football guy?
5: I love college football, man. I mean, like, listen, I, the NFL is great. The the bottom line for me is that my dad was a high school football coach. I just love the sport. He was an ex marine. I've been around him my entire life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks for. There we go. I love that. that. Yeah. Um, I just I just love the sport. So I love coming to do the draft. I would love to do NFL games. I'm calling USFL games. I mean, you. Oh no. Listen, you get a game going in the park. I'll probably call it. Gus always tells me, he's like, you call games for free. And I was like, I probably would. And he's like, don't tell anybody. That. <laughs> Bad business, Joel. But we, it, it's infectious, right. by the way.
0: We can hear that in your voice. Go ahead, AJ.
8: Joel, when it comes to, to the draft this year, obviously, I feel like not a whole lot of people know like, too much about all of these players in the top five, top ten. Do you think, like, What do you think is going to happen now? We've heard a lot of different things happen like, in the top three picks. What do you think? What are you hearing right now?
5: I'm hearing uh, a lot of momentum for Trayvon Walker at number one, uh, which I think sets up perfectly for Detroit to go like uh, the Aiden Hutchinson at number two. Um, and then I think what's what's really interesting is I've heard I've heard a lot of buzz that Houston might go Derek Stingley. Um, I don't know how real that is. That might just be thrown out there because I think Ahmad Gardner is probably the best corner in the draft. Amazing. But Stingley, a couple of years ago, guys like. Stingley would have maybe been the number one pick in the draft a couple of years ago in the 2020 draft after the 19 season. He was definitely the top corner and that was a, a freshman year that he was the best corner in college football and just couldn't come out into the draft. So I think that's a fascinating deal. He's had the injuries obviously and that was why, at least in my estimation, he struggled so much last year with that Liz, Liz Frank injury. But the fascinating part for me is if the Jaguars really take Walker at number one, Detroit's going to run the pickup to the stage. Okay. Like, are you kidding me? They get, like, Michigan's favorite son at number two to stay home. Save Dan Campbell's, minutes. like, God, favorite player. Yes. I, I think that that could be an interesting scene.
0: Okay, Joel, how do you pay attention to what's real and what isn't? Because like, I assume everybody out there is having the same conversations that we're having. What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? Yeah. How long have you been covering this? And what should we be looking for that's real? And what's mostly bullshit, you think?
5: okay, so yeah that's that's a great question, yeah. I go to people that I trust first and foremost it's a, it's all about the people, so listen like Peter Schrager's a great friend of mine, Jay is mm-hmm. a great friend of mine. Those guys have accurate information. those guys have the most up to date information, Jay knew. and they will knew. tell you exactly what's going on about a pick, whether a team is trying to create a smoke screen or not, what well, you know any, any of that, and generally, what I will tell you is that. The closer to the draft we get, the more outlandish the scenario, oh, yeah. that's just smoke. That's just smoke. So even though I just brought it up, this huge Stingley, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it because it's like it hasn't been around the entire time during this whole process, and now all of a sudden we're going to get to Vegas. I'm sitting at Caesars. We're sitting I'm, I'm looking over the pool right I, now, and now all of a sudden Stingley is going to be the oh, third pick. Oh. Like, come on. Hey, that looked beautiful like, out I there. I don't buy that. Well, it's it it's been nice.
0: difficult for us because we don't have any of the sources. And if we do have <laughs> sources, we refuse to text them because... If we do, we potentially jeopardize our friendship with them, and they know that anything they say to us is going right into this microphone every single day. But every
5: single draft. Oh, I love it. I hey, love it. Thank you, Joel. Hey, you got to start texting me, man. I'll just give you whatever I got. <laughs> Here we
0: go. Joel, I didn't know we are going to become texting friends. I'm pretty excited there about this. There you it. go. Yes. I can't wait to send you a text during the fall on a Saturday and be like, hey, really bringing the juice today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really bringing it
5: Legit. Le- legit story. My friends always say one of my favorite things to do is text my buddies during- during the game, you text me during a game, you're getting a response, no doubt.
0: Wow. Okay, I'm gonna do get inside information. <laughs> yes. Hey, we're gonna call you back right now, Joel. Our, our side just kind of dropped off uh, internet wise a little bit there. um Joel's, how long has he been in the draft game? How long has Joel Ooh, been in the draft game? He's been calling. Games. Hey, the guy loves yeah. ball by the way. Loves man. ball, do it for free. High school football coach's dad, who's a marine. Ooh. Oh my. He popped
8: God. up right when FS1 came, like was invented basically i think that's when he started doing tv maybe Are you talking
0: about like when regis philbin and them had that show yeah remember um, yeah. They
8: that was a millionaire yeah.
0: no 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 that was smashing success yeah
4: abc cuz uh, he pl- he played from in Col- at colorado for 2002 2005 and then was you know with the lions and saints a little bit yikes
8: cuz he was a minor league. he played baseball so he was like yeah. 28 in college wasn't he
4: what i think
1: he was older yeah he went and he got drafted yeah. i think in like the 12th round maybe and played minor league baseball for a
0: while. Mm-hmm. Well, Joel's a dude. Of course he's a dude. Holy mm-hmm. shit. It makes sense he's a dude. He's not on. Fox is giving me a big thumbs down. thought we had him. We don't have him. He's out at Caesars so living life by the pool. Good. Yeah, that's Can't a get good, good connection. Yeah, good for him, man. That looked beautiful. <laughs> Did you see that backdrop? That looked very, very nice.
8: Oh, yeah. I've seen all the other media members that look sweet.
0: Is that the same hotel Rapport's in? No, he is at uh, Cosmo. No, he's at the Cosmo. Blagio. They need to hide the booze. Yeah. Jeez, How's Rapport going to be in Vegas for five days? Especially well, in
4: Cosmo. That's great. Cosmo's where we stayed. And-
0: oh, yeah. Cosmo's a good time. We were there when a shooting happened.
4: Yeah. Oof. Really?
0: Yeah. We were told to stay. Everybody was like told to stay in their rooms or whatever, like right around brunch time. We weren't allowed to leave our rooms. Obviously, we were a bunch of outlaws didn't do that. Went down the <laughs> stairs and then through the kitchen and got out of there. But there was a full active shooting in the hotel whenever we were Damn. there. It was wild. Oh, not the big concert one.
8: No, 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 no.
0: no, no. Where was that? That was outside next to what hotel was that?
3: That, uh, I don't know. Was he in Mandalay Bay,
0: maybe? Yeah, I don't think that was the Cosmo. No, it wasn't. Mandalay Bay. Sad situation. Yeah. Vegas. Back to Vegas. The man joining us who uh, played, you know, minor league baseball. Mm -hmm. Then he ended up playing in Colorado. Absolute stud of a man. His dad was a head fo- high school football coach and a Marine. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, this man will call games for free, but he should get paid a lot more than he already does. I don't know what he get paid whenever he's next to Gus Johnson. This week, he'll be covering the draft on NFL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Joel Klatt. Yeah, Here we go. Oh, <laughs> no, it's worse. It, oh, no. Oh, no. I all right, well, that was a good call. I mean, we had a good call with Joel. I mean, we had a good call with Joel. Yeah, he's the man. Hey, I think he told us Derek Stanley's happening, and then he said, also, probably not. Yeah, yeah. It's bullshit. Probably not. <laughs> I, good, I like that. I, I like that. Re- in real time, we got to see it. Yeah, I, I enjoy that as well, because if you, like, we try to cover this accurately, because we have to speak about it, but everybody knows we're going to be wrong, because mm-hmm. whenever you uh, do a daily show, you have to ride literally the waves of information that is breaking on a daily basis. Kind of a... You know, an interesting life turn, because I used to do Twitter a lot, used to do Twitter a lot, still do Twitter a lot, but I used to do Twitter a lot. In you know, like the old takes exposed thing? Yeah. Yeah. I used to love this. Mm -hmm. I used to love this. Like, what a doofus, what a fool. Now that we do like the daily show thing where we speak for three and a half hours, and we're choosing to do this, we're lucky to do this, boy, you can get caught up. Oh, yeah. You can get caught up because what is happening right now might be vastly different than what's happening just an hour from now because the insiders and the information that gets leaked is so much bullshit. The draft is filled with it. The most amount of bullshit is around the draft because there's, you know, billions. Hey! of dollars at stake for each franchise and if they really like somebody they're gonna try their absolute best to get that person without everybody else getting it. and that might call for some terrible stories being leaked about the person yeah, mm-hmm. that might call for some lying about who they like they might actually stay away from somebody as long as they possibly can so that nobody knows that they're interested so that nobody else will take them it is just if you start overthinking it which i assume some Some of these teams do. There's just so many levels Mm -hmm. to all of the bullshit that the draft brings. Well, there's And usually, at
8: least most teams, there's so few people that actually know what your plan is or what you're going to do. Yeah, like the GM will have the scouts put all the reports together. He'll listen to them. They'll talk. But then the scouts usually don't really know. There may be – if you're the GM, how many people are you going to tell, Pat? Like how many people do you
0: think – You could trust that they're not going to say something to somebody. So Kevin Costner told nobody. That's right, right. and that's really the only example I have. Who was on the show yesterday that said if a billionaire comes in though on draft day and says I want boom, guess what? That's probably Charles Davis. Yeah, yeah. Charles Davis said if the if if a billionaire walks into the room and says "Uh, I don't know what you I don't know what y'all been doing for the last four or five months or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I don't really care. I seen this dude's highlights on NFL Network just yesterday. Give me fucking Thibodeau. Nah. Like, that Mm -hmm. changes everything. That changes literally everything just like that. The whole first
8: round, the whole draft. That's what's cool. Like, a guy, some wild card owner could change what the whole draft looks like.
0: Or a a general manager just gets one, wakes up with a Mm. bad feeling and is like, hey, we need to change what we were thinking. We're actually going to do this now because of my final thoughts or whatever. Like when push comes to shove and a decision has to be made, I assume the people that are making the decisions might not even fucking know what they're doing until like, hey, let's do Belichick with Mac Jones. Yeah. Everybody's going to say they planned that. They did that on purpose. They knew that Mac Jones was going to be available. If you watch the video... Bill did not know Mac was going to be available. No. He's like, I think he's like folding up a piece of gum or candy, and he's like "Stanley, if I remember the video right, and he's like looking around the room. He's like, I guess we got to fucking
2: guess we'll take him.
0: I guess we got to take, I guess we gotta take <laughs> mm-hmm. this guy. Nick's, Nick loved him.
3: Yeah, I love Billy Nick.
0: O'Brien loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, literally everybody we've ever worked with loves this guy. We don't really have a quarterback.
3: And he caught a pass at his pro day.
0: Fuck. Take
8: catch. Then Patricia co signed and they did it. Well, Well, that's what I'm saying. He asked Kraft first. I think he
0: asked, did he ask Kraft first, then McDaniels, then Patricia? Or was it, I think it was McDaniels, then Kraft. And
4: then Patricia.
0: And that in.
3: old
4: guy who sits in the box. Ernie. Ernie.
3: Yeah. Hey, he's not just an old guy who sits in the box.
5: I forgot he's his name. That's the only he's one way of the
4: founding fathers of
5: football. That's players. the
4: only way to describe him.
5: Jesus. You remember Ursay too, giving uh, Boward that little suggestion. Oh, about Jonathan Taylor. Don't you
0: love Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Don't you fucking hey, love you this? you that guy, didn't he you? Was, what are we waiting for? Go and then Ballard trades up to go yeah. get the guy. Like, Jim Ursay's just sitting there. Because they have that... Uh, with the next pick, I believe, is what their series yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Somebody else's series called On the Clock. Every social media department is putting together great footage of their team and their scouts and their GMs, preparing for the draft and also live in the war room, which I think is why maybe we're able to do it with a couple people because they have filmed in the war room in the past. But they gotta blur out Yeah. You know, they gotta blur out all that shit. But Jim Mercer just sitting there casually, uh just hanging out, and then all of a sudden I think Jim just realized like Hey, I fucking love that Jonathan Taylor guy too. He ran all over my stadium whenever he was in there. Hey, Chris, what are we doing? And then Chris was probably like, we're just waiting on the right guy. We like a guy. And then he moves up. Those When the clock is on and there's a player on the board, anything can happen in any... I think there's some places that are much more calculated than others and they probably, you know, they go about... Their decision-making process differently where they probably have it like tonight or tomorrow morning here's our four here's the order of our four whoever's available we're just going to take and they're done i like the thought though of it being fluid i like the thought of like in that room coming alive and be like we did not know this person was going to be available i know we like this person but we had no idea they were going to be available how do we compare them again i like the thought of it being like a wall street trader you know like yeah. Yeah. like I, and i don't know if it's like them that at thinking, all
8: them being surprised or shocked like say you're you're the 15th pick and all of a sudden 14 does something that you really didn't envision. You didn't have like a a fake mock draft where they took this person or they did something or some trade happens. And then all of a sudden you have 15 minutes and you're not really Ten. sure, okay, we have a couple options, but someone's got to pull the trigger.
0: And I'm only saying 10 minutes because we reported 15 minutes yesterday like 45 times, and then we realized yesterday mm-hmm. after the show that it's only 10. So you're not wrong. That's we cool. were all wrong, but we realized it's 10. And that helps us, especially if Jacksonville doesn't take Aiden Hutchinson and D.C. runs to the mm-hmm. thing. That yeah, saves yeah. us 10 minutes on the draft yeah. spectacular. Mm-hmm. You remember?
8: This thing's six hours I'm long. happy to be wrong that it's not 15.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so are we, by the way, yeah. That was a big Zito. It, it used to be 15. Yeah, Zito actually came and he said, uh, 10. And we said, uh, excuse me? And he was like, uh, 10 minutes in between draft picks. Everybody was like, yes. go!" Oh. yes. All right. That's good news. It feels like it's 40 sometimes, though. Go ahead, Dix.
4: Uh, to your point about how GMs and coaches, and they all do it differently or whatever, Tomlin and Colbert were saying the other day that they stopped doing mock drafts. They had stopped trying to mock what other teams were going to do. And they said, like, they just have 20 guys. And whoever is still left at 20 when they're still there, that's who they're going to take.
3: Fascinating. That's smart. 'Cause it's they a lot showed of guys. And they yeah. showed a video of Rule trying to do that and he wrote like and this was last year Grant, when they still didn't get a QB and they wrote Mac Jones or Trey Lance at three and they almost like ruled those guys out, it seemed like. And by the time it got to them, obviously Fields and Mac were still there. So the um there's also
0: stories of having your pick ready and then the pick right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Snags it mm-hmm. takes the person. And I think that's why Jim told Chris, like hey, if we like Jonathan Taylor, he's going to be an MVP in two years, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. If we like Jonathan Taylor, why are we even waiting three picks? Why mm-hmm. are we even waiting four picks? If it's only going to cost us a fucking seven or something to do this, let's go do this now. Because the amount of times that people get their heart broke with the pick before, there, I guess there's, there's a couple... um you know, rumors floating around the Colts building a couple different times that when the draft uh TY when we drafted T.Y. Hilton or whatever, I guess he was not gonna be the pick. The team right before though drafted who they had and they were ready and excited, like, hey, this guy's gonna take it allegedly, I don't know if any of this is true. Never didn't hear from anybody in the room. This is just what was talked about basically around the building by people that have been around a long time. So take that out of you. Right before That pick, they take who it is, and it's devastating. Everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, shit, we're fucked. And that's the first draft for that regime or whatever. And I think it was Bruce Arians or something. Bruce Arians said, "Uh, how about that T.Y. Hilton guy down there? We can fucking fly around with him or whatever. And they drafted him, and nobody expected him, I think, to get drafted that high or to the Indianapolis Colts. And then, like, that next year, dominated year after that. He's in the Pro Bowl, I think. Year after that, he's in the Pro Bowl. He's in the Pro Bowl. So it's like that whole... The the thing of somebody being available that you didn't know was going to be available certainly alluring. The thought of a team just losing the guy that they had though just thirty seconds before, and what if that person goes on to become the greatest player of all time? You're like, oh my fucking god! And we you were can- on him, and you were on him from day one. Like they knew two years before. Hey, if
8: we get a chance, this is our dude. We're going to take him. Then boom, they take him right in front of you. Maybe maybe even someone you know on the team in front of you just just did it to spite you because it didn't like you that much. Yeah. They knew how much you loved that
0: person. And you could have traded a seventh rounder next year to move up in front of yeah. that team yeah. and I'm get curious, that person. Yeah. And instead you didn't. It's like, I think there's a lot of those stories as well and, around the NFL. And
1: then, like you mentioned, the other side of it is like when, you know, a couple years ago, the Eagles don't take Justin Jefferson and you see the guys in the Vikings war room just basically scrapping everything they were doing because they didn't think there was any way Justin Jefferson was going to be there at, you know, 22 or wherever they got him.
0: And then didn't fill it. Somebody let, yeah. they laughed at Philly. Right. Because they took Rager
1: Rager instead. Yeah. Yeah, They
0: laughed. It's on -hmm. on foot. Oh my God. We get Justin Jefferson here. What a day. I hope as we continue to be in a very transparent era, it feels like we're seeing more than we ever have in content. I hope those situations continue to happen because think about what NFL films would do with all these when they go into the hall of fame, like 20, 30 years from now, all the footage that we have now from different, the team shooting stuff, film shooting stuff, Us having interviews with Tom Telesco, Like, the amount of content that's going to be able to be curated later is just amazing. It it is unbelievable. It's so much different than the past.
4: To your point on, like, the the missing out on the guy you've wanted forever and stuff like that. DJ, when we had him on last time, he was a scout for the Ravens. He's like, we knew exactly who the Browns were going to take. We knew exactly who the Steelers were going to take because they played the same defense, the same schemes or whatever. So, like, and – You'll see it in the draft because I pay attention most like the Ravens will always like jump one or two ahead of the Steelers or they'll do the same thing because they always want similar guys and they don't want that guy to go in the division and stuff like that.
0: I wonder who the so the Colts traded up to pick 222. They had like pick two, not that many far after because there's not that many picks afterwards. Mr. I was staring down Mr. Irrelevant allegedly potentially to Kansas City, by the way. I wonder who the Colts thought were going to take me. Why they traded up for whatever it was to pick two twenty two with the Eagles? Huh. That's because nobody I had heard from uh-huh. was in that area mm-hmm. at all. So I, I like that. I literally just thought about that for the first time, and that's probably <laughs> that's probably not good. That's probably uh,
4: what was that two thousand nine? Jesus Christ! Yeah. That's Telesco tomorrow night. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he was a
3: part of the entire process. It's, yeah, yeah, and we're talking He'll about know. sometimes teams who are back-to-back just like, you know, they have two guys like Telesco with Tua and Herbert. They're like, hey, who gives a fuck? We're going to get one of them. Whoever gets picked before, we'll take the other one. Yeah, right and that's after. like the
0: Tomlin-Cober thing. Go ahead, go through the – Houston was sitting
4: at 223. Maybe they didn't want to lose you in
0: – No, Houston would have had – at yeah. the time, they had Matt – they had this San Diego was Turk.
4: 224. Then Denver, and then AQ went to Steelers at 226.
0: Uh, maybe Pittsburgh. They might have thought Pittsburgh.
5: Because, yeah. We had to settle mm. for the big ball stooge <laughs> instead. Who? <laughs> <Bomber.
8: laughs> AQ Shibley. AQ Shibley. <laughs> oh, I think he said big ball stooge, like a different punter.
0: Hey, oh. Andrew Brandt told the uh, story of you getting drafted in an article. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Nick? Andrew Brandt told the story? Yes, The article was written years ago. Yeah,
5: something, a piece he did for SI.
0: But he, resurf- he re-quote tweeted it because he was like, hey, to those who are new to the Andrew Brandt train, basically, here's something I wrote for fucking Sports Illustrated years ago, which is pretty cool. I did not know he was a writer for Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah. oh, He's talented every time we talk to him. Seems to be an incredibly cool guy. And on the internet, he goes about his business in a respectful fashion, I think. Oh, yeah. Sure. Doesn't yeah. seem to you know, be too alarming or ridiculous. He wrote about your draft story about how, you know, normally the first round picks, they get flown out. He said, upon landing, you got a realtor and you bought a house within like four hours of being there or whatever, and the whole thing got done. He did not mention you had to drive an hour and a half to the airport to fly to Green Bay, flying uh, coach and in, in the middle seat. He did not mention that. But you, when you look back on your draft day, dream come true, everything went exactly how you expected and planned, and did you buy a house the same day you were drafted on your first flight out to Green Bay?
8: No, it's, it's funny how those stories, I, you, that reminds me of that when people said that. But no, my wife came with me, okay. and... I so was in the facility a for a day and a half, whatever. So she went and looked at houses all around. And then we didn't buy a house. We found one that we definitely wanted. And we got one pretty early because then we took off and, and got there uh, pretty quick. But yeah, I wanted to go to Green Bay. Like that was the team I wanted to pick me, honestly. So you didn't answer that question. So
0: you.
3: Yeah.
8: What? <laughs> this we did not buy a house four hours in. Okay. But it's... we definitely found one that we're. I'm, I'm very decisive. My wife is too. She went and looked at a bunch while I was in the facility for a day and a half, and then she said, okay, I know what you like. We've narrowed it down to like three, and I said, that one, and she did too, and we bought it
0: eventually. Well, congratulations. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Did, wow. Was the first piece of art in that house the split jersey? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, now, it's never been in.
8: in our house. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit.
0: She told me it was in the basement. I'd put it up,
8: yeah, in her mom's basement, not, her, not ours. Uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> sure. That is amazing. Yeah.
0: I love that like that obviously triggered you right there. No, I would put it up. I don't mind it. <laughs> no, all. no, I'm not no, talking about the jersey. Burn. The jersey triggers, uh, I believe, your wife. So I apologize for <laughs> oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, for this entire thing, like the other day, what were we talking about? that He got all pissed off. Food, food, food. food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pizza. Pizza. He was all pissed off, and then Bobby Carpenter comes on the next day. He's like, "For the last 20 years, we've been on him." But he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we could tell by that whole thing." This whole you bought a house four hours into. You've heard this story before because it was in Sports Illustrated, yeah. and you're like, "That uh, that is not true, Man, Andrew." Funny how these stories. Are you? I mean, yeah. yeah, you. you yeah. That,
8: you're tired. We of bought a house quick though. It was quick.
0: And your wife, designer at the time too.
8: Uh, no, not really. She started a few years after that. Oh, was that the first house? Was that the oh wow. the genesis Sweet. of
0: the mogul that it's, was? Uh, holy interior
8: shit. designer Laura Hawk. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, she did the whole house. I mean, yeah. Don't know. Hey, maybe that maybe that so planted probably. the seed in her brain. Hey, yeah. is she
0: like one of the top in the world?
8: <laughs> I I don't know how you rank people. She has she has plenty of work. Well, yeah.
0: well her role, that's right. That would yeah. probably be. Mm-hmm. I think her role with that. the people that we have heard of that she's worked with is very I top think, tier, right? Yeah, I yeah. think oh, like yeah. She, your wife might. Have you ever thought about that? Do you guys talk about that? No. Is she one of the top interior designers on earth right now?
8: Uh, no, I don't. I don't think there are like uh, ranking systems. I, yeah, I think she is. Yeah. If I if
0: I bought a house, I would have her do it.
3: HGTV has power rankings. She's probably on.
0: Think about yeah. this house. Think about this family. I mean, Brady Quinn. Yep. AJ Hawk. Mm-hmm. Top interior designer in the fucking world almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chopper. The goddamn Chopper, chopper. bobber building houses. <laughs> yeah. Just got it a new knee, by the way, like two days ago. Had a baby chopper. Probably yeah. working today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably working today, Ben Simmons.
8: Chopper. Yeah, I went over, yeah. over six <laughs> hours after he woke up. He was doing deep squats and
0: kicking his leg a in the air. You know, like exactly. Legend. Awesome. He's, he'd be on the court tonight if it was game yeah. four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, the hockey dude's in this family. Yeah. That's right. At least your Yeah.
3: Gymnast. United States. Olympian. Yeah, yeah Olympian. Gold she's medalist. The, she's in the family. Brady, what the yeah. fuck is going on uh-huh. over there? Good for your family, pal. Yeah, and Brady's
8: sister was like Gatorade Player of the Year in high school uh, soccer player. Played in Virginia, <laughs> but she tore like
0: her ACL nine times. Oh, nine
8: Please. times? She
5: kept playing with a savage. Hey. Ryan Hawk.
0: Tear your ACL nine times. Stand up Ten. That's what know. his, right. his, yeah. his mm-hmm. sister-in-law is doing. That's right. Which is unbelievable. Wow. Good Just read, read a f- couple articles. She is top notch. Laura? Yeah. No, she's she is top notch, no yeah. but- <laughs> I mean, she perceived as <laughs> That's what, what I'm saying. No yeah. article.
4: Just read. Oh,
0: he read a couple tweets. Yeah. <laughs> hey, really short articles, about 140 280 characters. Yeah. <laughs> really really I read like four articles real quick. <laughs> Hey, what's Elon going to do with Twitter? I saw a fake tweet that Elon, it was an Elon tweet. It was a fake tweet that said, I bought Twitter so I could delete it. Go outside and enjoy your lives. And I was like, fuck, what if he did (laughs) that? Oh, no. I was like, what if Elon? I know it was, it it showed up on my timeline. And, you know, it with everything on the internet, you always assume it's bullshit, mm-hmm. but there has to be a little bit of like a little bit. I did like a little research. I'm like, wait a minute, what if? Yeah, because what if he did? Oh, That'd wow. be
3: a lot Too expensive. Forty six billion <laughs> to delete an app. I
8: it's mean, like the tweet. Have, you did Elon you see it? Have He's you fine. seen it though, Pat? What's that? I thought you were one of the people that said like, oh, instead of spending forty four billion to buy Twitter, he could have solved world hunger. Or something like that. And I'm thinking, this wasn't a $44 billion donation, bud. Like, he plans on (laughs) making money from Twitter. Yeah, it's it's a a business business decision. It's
0: a business decision. And, you know, there's different buckets of money. And it is hard to comprehend sometimes why this amount of trillions is in this bucket. And then there isn't an equal amount in this particular bucket. But whenever people say, well, take that and put it here, it's like, well, there's an entire allocation of money system yeah. and bucket. It's, it's all bullshit. It could be expedited, but that is vastly different monies. It doesn't make sense, though, that whole thing, what you just talked about when it comes to, like, the government's monies.
3: Yeah, you no, know what no. I mean? Not to mention the government's debts as well. Well, nice. yeah, but,
0: you know, the government's so good with our fucking money. I, listen, okay, I don't care which side of the plate you were on in this entire thing. You should not be pro taxes, okay? You should not Everybody should pay their fair share. Everybody should absolutely pay their fair share. And the people that don't, fuck them. They're much more than us because we I feel like I I feel like I'm helping out. I would rather be forced to donate that money myself though. Like if you're if you're pro tax not pro tax I feel like that there should be like buckets in which you could pick where you give the money to mm-hmm. like that I feel like that would be something instead you know the government takes it they make their own decisions and yeah yeah I'm sure it's going you know, the right place mm. seems like it's going the right place all the time you know what I mean AJ
8: yeah it seems like it, it seems like it would be an easy system to to put in there, right, though? If we get to pick where our money goes, where our tax money goes, like, we can allocate it all?
0: Yeah, it'd be no problem at all. That'd be,
8: I'd love to have everybody's
0: opinion. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> why not? The world would be such a much better place, though. Yeah. If the, each individual choice of who you donate to or where it goes to, you're making that individual thing better. It's like, hey, why don't you guys deal with the money that you're printing off for, like, the military and shit that we can't figure out, mm-hmm. and then anything else that you want to do, and let us figure out where we're donating mm-hmm. this money to. But then the issue becomes, obviously, you know, The super billionaires who have all the incredible lawyers and accountants, they'll just start opening those things. Those will become Mm -hmm. things that you can donate to, and they'll be forcing people somehow to donate into theirs, and they'll be getting other people's taxes along with their own. That's right. Because humans are the fucking worst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why does that have to happen? Everything has to be so goddamn confusing. It's not fair. Which leads me to the draft. (laughs) Let's go to the phones. What is going to happen tomorrow night, AJ? Chaos, for sure. Maybe. Are you there? Last night I was torn. Couldn't sleep last night. I was torn on this. Hey, what, do you think a quarterback goes in the top twelve? I don't know. Diggs had a stat earlier. If he doesn't go in the top three, he won't go until like seventeen or something.
2: Like
4: yeah, that. it was. I, remember, yeah. I forget the exact, but yeah, it was either top three or bottom half. Yeah, the twenty first quarterback years, taken. Somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be said yeah. Okay. Yeah. Half a dozen. Yeah. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, perfect metaphor for that situation right there. Shout out. Give a fucking sports Emmy to that. The um, 17 half. Yeah, like Yeah, I feel real good about that quick matter. Yeah, I feel sorry about that. (laughs) But anyways, if they don't go top three, they're going to go late, allegedly. But then if they go late, we have to remember that what was being said a month and a half ago is the most accurate information as opposed to what's being said after a free agency. Because remember, these quarterbacks were not first roundable. Remember, they were looking at these quarterbacks. Ah, that's a fucking third rounder right there. Mm-hmm. That's a fourth rounder right there. Who the fuck are you? Why is a Liberty guy being talked about right now? Mm-hmm. Then now all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe four of them go. Maybe Desmond Ritter and Corral and Malik and Kenny Pickett and Carson Strong. Strong. Of course. Maybe they all go because it's a quarterback uh, driven league. It's like, I, I honestly have no idea how this is gonna go. The last night. And I try not to overthink anything, and I think it's pretty apparent whenever you hear me speak or operate. I try not to overthink much. It's just like, hey, what's the right move? I've been thinking about this draft spectacular a lot the last few days. I am so intrigued on how it goes because this could be a fucking boring six hours, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah, Because there's a good chance we don't know anything. We barely know the guys that are going to go top five. Mm -hmm. How the hell are we going to figure out the other 27? A guy was said yesterday in Mitt's mock, to go to the Packers or the Patriots or something like that. I never heard of the human before in my life, oh, AJ. Yeah. Ne- I had no idea this person existed. Going in the first round, pick 30. There's gonna be 15 to 20 of those for us tomorrow, I think. I think there's gonna be a lot yeah. of learning about guys tomorrow night, for about all of us. And I can't wait. They see the bullshit that comes out and what we <coughs> learn and judge about each one of these. Because that's what happens. People judge the draft pick immediately upon it happening. Yeah, and it's okay. like, we have no fucking who clue. Won? The, who won the first round?
8: Like, that'll be out by 1 a.m. And it'll be taken seriously. Yeah. And then they can argue. you can argue with your buddies on which team won the first round. Like, oh, we didn't even have a pick, so we didn't lose, bud. Sorry.
0: It's beautiful for hypothetical situations. Oh, yeah. I mean, the oh, draft well, as a whole. Six hole. hours.
8: What are you talking about? Dude, it's going to be 350 minutes. You just start doing the math. Well how many okay, what is it slated for on like ESPN? What does it say on your guide or
0: Bro, They actually just put like the dot 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 thing. Yeah, right. it's, like,
3: it's eight o'clock I'd, till eight AM the next day. Yeah, so a question mark at like the end of a party?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is cool. uh indefinitely it actually says. Uh-huh. It just says indefinitely. it's actually blocked out into Friday. <laughs> yeah. They don't even have get up on the uh, on the ESPN <laughs> nope. thing on no. Friday morning. No. It is still First round of NFL draft. Yeah. Because there's, you know,
1: never know what's going to happen. Well, I think they did used to block it like 8 to 11. Yeah. And then like the first time they did that, it was still going on at like 1.30. They're like, hey, okay, we can't fucking do this again. All right, we're just lying to people here. So I think it, it at the very least, it's probably 8 to midnight. But it, yeah, it might just 8 to 8.
0: Do you remember how startled we were year one? Three yeah. and a half hours into that thing, Ugh. and there was still 16 picks left. Rattle. And who the fuck decided to do this? <laughs> yeah. Like that is all I'm thinking about. Is this is a lot of airtime we're about to have tomorrow night?
8: I remember about halfway into that first round, or maybe even a little over halfway. I'm like, okay, this has been really fun. This is cool. All right. It's kind of winding down. And then I started thinking, I got a little bit overwhelmed thinking, this is absolutely not winding down at all. Middle of the marathon. Like,
0: I mean, CFO Phil's got an actual marathon this Sunday. Yeah. Good luck. Go get it. That's, good luck, That's luck, this Phil. Sunday. Phil's been training for a long time. He almost died in Hollywood when we were out there yeah. for the Super Bowl uh-huh. training on the mountains. He was out there with the mountain lions. Dog bit him too. Yeah, he got bit by a chihuahua. Yeah.
5: yeah,
3: little fucker.
0: And we all know what happened last marathon CFO Phil ran. We do not have to revisit that because it's positive vibes only. That's That's right. right. But we are excited for CFO Phil to finish his first marathon. Good luck, Phil. Good Good luck, Phil. Go get him, Phil. Let's go, Phil.
4: finish Hey, you don't need
0: to win it, Phil. No. No. Jeez. Everybody send a tweet to CFO Phil at Phil to say, hey, you don't need to win the fucking marathon. Mm -hmm. I'd like to track him. Can I track him? (laughs) Yes, you can. And actually, the last time he ran a marathon... Uh, he had a friend in Indiana that was tracking him, and then all of a sudden there was no more tracking, and there was no response for a couple hours, and it was, oh my God, this guy fucking died, yeah. where is Phil, and it turns out he almost did. It was like, <laughs> the guy was way ahead of schedule, though, because I was talking to him before the marathon, and I'm like, what's the pace, where are you going to be or whatever, and then you can watch along on the internet, and it's like, he. He is taking a vastly yeah. different he's trying to win. He, he, was, he was like, I think he had like six minute miles, like going into like I think he was still like a seven minute miles, like probably 14, 15 miles in or whatever. And it's like, what are you? Who's this guy? What are you trying to prove?
1: Your body's going to shut down.
0: Oh, uh, and it did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I believe I, I believe Rab it did. Though.
0: Yeah, yeah. He got the whole thing. So this time he's going, he's gonna fucking beat Pittsburgh. Hell right? yeah. Let's go, Phil. Hell yeah. We can't. I'm so proud of Phil. I'm excited for Phil. He's put a lot of work into this. I'm assuming what he's going to do to his body Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh, maybe into Friday is going to be fantastic after marathon training. Uh, but I'm proud of him. Our marathon's tomorrow night.
3: That's okay. right. Boom. Yeah, that's-
0: okay. And it's where our jaws are and mass. Yeah. <laughs> and although it is not going to be 26 <laughs> miles running or, or walking, it is going to be 26 miles of talking. And we have to remember that. And we don't know where the road's going to go. No. Nope. There's been no training course for this. No, nope. We could have learned the players' names, but who knows if they're the players that are going to go sure, in the first yeah. round. So why would we be studying fake names, AJ? My might drop.
3: Makes sense. I just remembered the first draft was a true. I think we started at like 7, maybe even 6.30. That's a bad idea. So this yeah. one starts at 8, right? Goddamn right it does. <laughs> yeah. What
4: time did it end last year? 12.30? 12.30. When that was, was last year.
8: I remember movie. I drove to
3: the Derby right afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you psycho.
2: Oh, my that was God. Tough.
3: That was a tough one. Well, it, it ended at 1230, and the first four picks took like 20 minutes, I think. Are you going to the Derby this there. week or no? No, is it this week?
4: No, it's next week.
3: Oh. No, I'm not going.
4: It's Mother's Day weekend, which I believe is next week. You're not going?
8: No, Mother's Day is this Sunday, I think, right? No, no next, next Sunday. Next weekend.
4: Are, Are you, you sure? Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, come on. I'll I'm, check on this. I'm, Good will figure it out.
3: I'm positive. Why are you not going, No, Because Father's
8: Day is coming up, too.
3: That's in June. That's in June. (laughs) dude. What are you talking about? So so,
8: so you're telling me this Sunday is not Mother's Day? No. No. Just check my calendar. Uh, That is
0: May 8th. May 8th. No wonder you couldn't get here for the draft,
4: dude. This
0: dude's a week week in advance prepared for Mother's Day.
4: What a fucking guy. Hey, way to go. Same weekend as the Derby.
0: Coming into his 15th season in the NFL, his first as a Colt, future Super Bowl champion, ladies and gentlemen, quarterback Matt Ryan. What's up, boys? Hey. Hey. Uh, first of all, need to let everybody know this. Matt Ryan walked in with uh, two four packs of Stone Cold Steve Austin's beers. So cheers to you, Matt! Thank you for bringing a brew hall in here. Okay. Cheers, boys! Cheers! cheers. Hey, cheers. I got to say, congrats cheers.
7: on the WrestleMania deal. It was, it, it was, it was cool. Thank Good you, man. You. And a little shout out to my guy Stone Cold. Got to spend some time with him last summer, shoot a commercial, so I thought it would work out perfect. Hey, cheers to you, cheers, yeah. boys! Cheers. Hey, this cheers, is a great man. way to make some oh, friends. Man. Sorry, AJ.
2: Yeah, My sorry. bad, dude. Yeah. I didn't
7: send any over. Okay. How you doing, man?
8: <laughs> he good, man. How you doing? Are you excited about being there?
7: I am. Yeah, excited. It's going to be, um, you know, a lot of fun. And, you know, obviously, 14 years in Atlanta, a long time. And so, uh, it's hard when it ends there, as you well know, playing in, in one spot for a long time. But um, there's also a level of, of excitement, you know, that's that's coming with this new team, new guys. Um, really good locker room so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year
0: yeah at what point because of 14 years in one place you're obviously pretty deep in the community whether it's philanthropy I assume some business ventures and your name has just become synonymous with the Falcons organization new stadium over there I mean like at what point in this entire process did you like you had to battle with that I assume right leaving there and at what point did you finally get to like all right maybe it is time for a next chapter and kind of like convince yourself it'll be a good move
7: yeah, I think it, it was definitely hard. Um, you know, because you know, for for 14 years, um, you know, since I got drafted, with the draft coming up, since I got drafted for 14 years, every day I woke up, it was what can I do to help this organization win a Super Bowl, and um, you know, the, the whole thing went down with you know the four teams looking for Deshaun Watson and, and Atlanta being one of them, and you know, going through through that time frame, I had to take a look you know, around too and see what was out there, if something were to go down or whatever. and Did uh, they tell you directly or you just had to hear about it? No, I I, I talked with Arthur Smith, uh, head coach, before. He was, um, you know, it's not stuff you want to hear, but... Uh, yeah, he, so you were he, bummed he, about he, this. This was not something that you were planning
0: on happening because when the turnover happened, right, and new GM, new head coach, with your contract, with how long you've been around, I think the natural thought was like, oh, they're going to move on. But then you ball out, like, like, hey, you, like, you played your fucking ass off it felt like. <laughs> it, like honestly, you kept going and, and they kept you around. It was like, oh, did you assume like, okay, I'm gonna be in this new regime as well? It's like I'm with the Falcons as opposed to organization? Or was the writing on the wall? Like how did that whole thing work out?
7: I, You know, I, I really finished up last year thinking that there was gonna be no movement, you know? And, okay. and um, you know, I'd be back there and, and we keep moving on. But as as you know, like, the, the off season goes through waves where it kind of, you finish up, you know, last season and then, you know, you take some time, you get away and they start to make plans. And, you know, as we were getting closer to getting back and that kind of went down, I, I, uh, you know, I got, I got the sense that, you know, maybe it is the right time. Maybe it's, maybe it's time for me to move on. And, and um, you know, I, it's bittersweet, you know, like you're, you're sad that, you know, that part of it is over because you invested so much in it. Um, but at the same time, I'm not mad about, you know, it was such a good time. It was 14 years. It doesn't, it doesn't happen for many guys. And so, you know, more, I'm just proud of, of what we accomplished there. And, um, you know, proud to have been associated thankful for, like you mentioned, like being involved in the community, doing a lot of things from, from a philanthropic standpoint. And also, getting to meet all the people that I met Atlanta is a a you know thriving city it's booming right now it's changed so much in in the 14 15 years I was there and um, I made so many good contacts that'll be lifelong you know contacts uh for me which is uh which is great now i'm excited for this next chapter
0: so do you feel like you got um by the way thank you for saying all that mm-hmm. that was very transparent there and you know you are a quarterback so
2: <laughs> <Yep. laughs> you like held up in this uh-huh. yeah. oh,
0: the perfect human beings so i appreciate that but do you have like a, you talked about a fresh start and everything like that does it feel like you're almost going back in time like is it there's a fresh energy because you got to prove yourself to a lot of people now right and i assume that's how you feel about going into a building with your teammates and your coaches and these fans are pumped for you but I assume you're like excited to give them a dose of what a Matt Ryan led Colts team could be as well right
7: absolutely you know I kind of uh, I'm I'm good buddies with Matthew Stafford so when it was all going down you know I kind of called him and said hey what can you expect you know what what are some of the things you're going to go through and he was like dude it, it really feels like you know you're 14 years old and you're going from like 8th grade or whatever and you're going to that first year of high school where you're a little bit nervous you know you're trying to show out show off a little bit uh you know whatever trying to you know fit in all those different things and honestly it does feel a lot like that you know you're getting to know new people you're meeting new friends you 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 know you're trying to get along with Yeah 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 um yeah so i mean that part you know that part's exciting. You're a little anxious, whatever. But um, you also have that feeling of like, yeah, I need to go prove myself too. You know, I I need to go prove that, you know, Mr. Ursay and 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 Chris Ballard and Frank, you know, made a great decision uh, in making this trade. And uh, for me, that's exciting. I think all athletes, you know, to to some level, always have that chip on their shoulder or whatever, are always trying to prove something. Um, and, and this is certainly one of those things you want to prove. God, AJ.
8: How many systems did you play in uh, in your 14 years
7: in Atlanta? And, like, how big of a deal is it for especially a quarterback to digest a whole new system? So I think I had six six different coordinators in the 14 years there, which is, you know, looking back on it, you're like there was a lot That's of a transition. Lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of transition. Luckily, most of them went on to be head coaches, which was uh, it's not like they're getting mm-hmm. fired and, and we were playing shitty offense or something like that. You're like, so, good luck, Chuck. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. at the time, yeah. But um, – it was probably really two different systems you know i think the biggest the biggest change for me uh, was the end of 2014 going into 2015 where i had been with mike malarkey and dirk cutter and it was the same terminology for you know my first six or seven years whatever that is and then kyle came in and it was like it was like a completely different system totally west coast old school long play calls you know it took like 3 minutes to get out of your mouth mm-hmm. and that was a hard transition so I probably played in two – those two systems most of my time there with different play callers. And then, you know, this – I liken it a little bit to that transition back in 14 and 15.
0: So how is the, you know, transition? Because this team is built – hey, Matt, listen, I I chimed in to Kyle, who you've probably got
7: to meet uh, by now, athletic trainer. Yeah, yeah. I was was, – Kyle and Eb were telling me a little story. Legendary group. They they were telling me a little story about you this morning. Come on, about a trip to uh, I think it was Pittsburgh for a Penguins game or something like that. Oh yeah, had a good time. They said they had a real good time. Yeah, (laughs) hey, that's a good group there. That whole building is a very good group of people. Like they know how to win too. They've been around. Like you know what I mean? That whole group. It's a cohesive building, right? Like everybody's rowing in the same direction. Uh, Which to me, it's so hard to win in this league uh, when everybody is going in the right direction, but. When there's different parts of of the building that might be pulling in different you know different directions, it, it's damn near impossible to win. And so it's it's good to to come into a building where it feels like that. Uh, you would know better than that. I haven't been there for for a long time. But you even get that sense the first couple of weeks in the building that it's like oh this 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 feels good. Like the, these guys have a you know good setup going here.
0: Um, where was it? Was there anywhere else that you had to look at from because this is a super court. You're in a hey, if you're a veteran who knows how to play football in this particular off season that you're maybe on the move, it was a great time to potentially be there because everybody's understanding that if you don't have a quarterback, you need a quarterback. For you, whenever you came to that point where, hey, it might be uh, another chapter going somewhere else, how many different places did you look into and and what was that process like? Was yeah. your agent telling you places that maybe, like, how do you even know?
7: Yeah, they, they kind of put together a little rundown on, you know, what, what the landscape of the league looked like. And and to be honest with you, you know, you go through it and there, and – Trust me, there were a handful of spots that, that you know, might, might have been interested. Um, but as you look through the rosters, to me, it was like, uh, mm-hmm. there, there's one spot, you know, that, that really piques my interest. And, but it's a two-way street, you know. You, you, you can look at it and say, hey, you know, they, they look really good and I'd like to be a part, but they got to, you know, they got to feel the same about you. And um, so I kind of laid it out to my agents that, hey, if and when this happens, you know, I'd like to talk to them first. This is this is the spot that, that I'm really interested in. What, to you guys remember. Zoom, FaceTime, they travel? We Zoomed. So it was a Saturday night. Uh, and I had never gone through any of this stuff before. But it's it's you know, the hoops they got to jump through to make these meetings happen, um, you know, are not easy. And so initially I was supposed to do this thing at like one o'clock I had t-ball so I've got twin boys we've got like the t-ball opening day parade hey and I'm supposed to go at one there. so I'm like guys I, you know I'm I'm free anytime after one o'clock they're like all right it's gonna be one o'clock and then you know whatever hoops they have to jump through I'm like sitting there waiting from one until like 6 30 waiting to get a call <laughs> no like, oh, Jesus!
2: <laughs> this is oh. a Saturday
7: afternoon you no know? no <laughs> t-ball parade day we 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 did it we we kind of yanked i mean <laughs> what our guys, happened colts. Yes. it wasn't the colts yes. it, it would it, you know i'm not it, it doesn't matter how it, you know how I'm, <laughs> down. I'm not gonna pin myself in that corner but uh but it worked out we were on a zoom call that saturday night spent you know a couple maybe two two and a half hours with those guys and i uh, came away from it i was up in my office in my house in atlanta walked downstairs and told my wife i said I think you know I think I think that's it I think you know we've we've got to make a move we've got to make a tran you know transition and were you interviewing them them' interviewing you both I, th- I think a little bit of both you know I think um, they had certainly done their homework going into it as had I and then you know you kind of get going you, you, you get talking and um, you know they start talking football Frank starts going with it and I'm you know listening and then asking questions about you know, in my head, saying, "Okay, that's similar to a concept that, mm-hmm. I, that I ran before. What, what do you guys do versus this?" And uh, oh,
0: so you guys are talking like high level football right there. You guys are trying to say who, who's smarter, football brain, right now? I wasn't.
7: Uh, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just saying. You know,
0: there's only a couple. Are, are we you gonna guys... have answers? Are we gonna have
2: answers? <laughs> do we do this?
0: I gotta know. Uh, and Frank was able to keep up. That's great news. And Chris, I know. And I want to let you know this town. Whenever there's not no moves made. You know, by free agency with how much money the Colts had and everything. And then at the quarterback position. We ship Carson Wentz out of town and literally there's just no quarterback. And it's like, what are the Colts doing? What are the Colts doing? And all Chris Bauer kept saying was just be patient, be patient with his that's Southern a, accent. Good accent. <laughs> yeah, whatever, is. Good. Whatever, whatever the good. hell he says, you know, and he is, he is incredible at his job. I think it's very apparent with the, the roster and everything like that. And then whenever it was announced that you were coming here, oh, man. There were, they would have had a fucking T-ball parade for you here <laughs> honestly this place is like very excited for you to be here man because I think if you look at the roster and let's talk about the roster because you said you looked at some other places that roster with the offensive line you have pillars standing in front of you like literally Colts pillars organization and behind you in Jonathan Taylor like I texted Kyle to ask you like hey what do you know about Jonathan Taylor like hey this dude is different yeah. I got a chance to see him he can go the defense is stacked I don't know what Chris Ballard has got in store for the draft but when you look at that is this the best roster no offense to any roster in Atlanta this is not to be taken that way yeah but when on paper it feels like this roster is maybe one of the best you've ever been on right uh, it's yeah. I think it's one on of paper. Them. It's it's, on yeah, paper. it's one
7: of them. You know, I think I, I was fortunate. I played on some good teams. Uh, you know, there in Atlanta, I think of you know 2012. We had a really good football team. You talk about skill positions. You, you throw out a Roddy White, Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez, Mike Turner in the backfield. Jeez, uh, we yeah, had some, yeah. we had some guys. We had some guys. Um. You know, but I, I do think this roster is, is built to win. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, nothing's guaranteed. we got to go earn it. And, and that's what I'm excited for. But um, it's good. I mean, you talk about the offensive line. I'm, I'm in there like we're lifting weights this time of the year. And you go in and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are big. <laughs> and, like, and not that like, you know, big and soft. They're like big and, sh- and like ripped. Yeah. And uh, it's, two top
0: hundred players in the NFL on that offensive line.
7: I know that 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 makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It absolutely. makes me feel real good.
0: It should. Record Ralph Quentin Nelson is he is just an absolute game changer. As soon as he got on our
7: team, it changed everything. He's a beauty. He um so my cousin uh, plays for the San Francisco 49ers. My my cousin played at Notre Dame with with Q. And uh, so I've kind of followed him for a long time from afar, just watching my cousin and being like, "Oh man, Mike, you're playing good, but this other guard's pretty good too. You know, <laughs> like you guys got a nice little offensive line here, and uh, he's he's nasty. You know, he's he's but like that genuine nasty. Yes. You know, like not the not the fake tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he just, you know, I, I I haven't played with him, but you know, watching him from afar, it feels like the guys feed off that energy, you know, and and uh, that level of finish." And not putting up with anything and, and and kind of protecting the guys around him i think that's that's huge great to stand behind go
8: ahead aj matt you're so like well spoken and put together like what a, a franchise quarterback wants, <laughs> <laughs> i think you make people feel good in indianapolis I know you make pat feel good that, that you are under center there but you ever uh you've seen these guys get monster contracts to do tv have you thought about future uh tv gigs you may do and also i bet your kids would love if you bought uh Tony Stewart, I think has a $30 million house.
2: It's a
0: Cabela's.
7: Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not getting a Cabela's up here. <laughs> 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 Maybe something slightly more modest, but uh, you know, a, a little bit about, you know, what's next. Um, but I don't feel like I'm there yet. You know, honestly, I still feel really good. You know, my body feels really good. Uh I still feel like I can play at a high level. And, and so, you know, from that standpoint, I feel like the competitive fire is still there, and, and this is still, you know, since I've, you know, can remember, this is all I've ever wanted to do. You know, like literally, all I ever wanted to do was, was, you know, play quarterback in the NFL, wherever it was, uh, and I still feel that way. And um, you know, I'm sure, you know, hopefully, in you know a number of years, you know, that will be a decision we have to make. But yeah, like seven years, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, seven, yeah. Seven, seven. Yeah, seven. How old are you? I'm uh, 36, hey, but I'm, but I'm wow. saying, you know, right now you look at, you look at some of the older guys been playing that play similar to the way I play. You know, I think there's, there's different ways to play. I know you guys have Aaron on here all the time. And I think those guys who are pocket guys that, that get the football out, you know, I think there's, there's, um, with all the rule changes too. I mean, it's different mm. from when I first got into the league and, and you're protected you know, much differently than than we were at that point. So I think there is, if you take care of yourself, you do the right things. If you want to, and if you're playing at a high level, there's an opportunity to to play, you know, longer than ever before.
0: So we have brainstormed numerous times because you talk about Aaron coming on here with what Tom's doing, where he's eating like avocado ice cream yeah. and stuff like that. And by the way, you look fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you brought in some beers. That's amazing. are Human. That's unbelievable. But if you look at what's going on with the rules changes, everything you're talking about, we've always talked like if you're Aaron, Aaron could play another ten years if you wanted to almost with how good he yeah. how good shape is he? you are having that exact same conversation as the world is changing i find that interesting that you're acknowledging that and being like yeah i think i can play a lot longer if i can just keep my body together do you do any weird shit and and how do you feel about like how you've transitioned in treating your body
7: i've been lucky you know i, I haven't you know i haven't had many nagging things you know and and so um you know, and the big ones are like knees, back, neck, those kind of things. And and I've been fortunate, and and hopefully I'll continue to be that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Absolutely. Thank you. Found some, yeah, yeah, yeah I found some wood to knock on right plastic. over here. Well, that's but uh, yeah, that's fake. Yeah, I you know I, I work hard. My belief on you know is is everything in moderation, including moderation. So Ooh. you know it's oh, that's a next level. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's okay to have beer every once in a while or ten. You know, whatever. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes. So you, same that's diet you've always done? You haven't gone through like a full change have No, I've of... change. I mean, I've changed a lot since- Do you since have a body guru? You have a body guru? I, I You know, I, not, not really. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, you know, she's- Russell she... Wilson pays a million dollars a year. We saw a post, Russell Wilson Come had on. an arm guy,
0: yep. a leg guy, a foot guy, a wrist guy, a cardio guy, and an upper body guy, yeah. and then the Peloton guy was putting an Air Force mask on him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has the entire team, they talk about it. LeBron James, I think he has an oh, entire- yeah. Team, like these the tom brady has an entire fucking company yeah. know, that goes around it do, you don't you don't do any of that uh
7: not quite to that extent <laughs> you i know. like hearing this this, I, is yeah. Colts, yeah.
0: this
7: is good for the good Colts. Yeah, my for belief Beer. is you know i went i went out to see adam dado uh who's kind of in that tom house tree so i went and saw adam and tom house who are they uh they're like throwing arm care Okay, guys that that kind of help help you train the way you do. Shout out to Dado and House. Yes, shout out. awesome, shout right? Out, and so out. and so they're great great guys and and have helped me a bunch. But I went to them in 2015, and I've I've stuck with that program to maintain kind of maintain your shoulder, maintain your elbow, maintain your low back, maintain kind of those throwing muscles. Um, and, and I'm pretty religious about that. Uh, and then you know from from a training standpoint, I've always been in two places like. In Atlanta, we had really good. We had a really good setup, you know, and people who took care of your body really well. Mm. Uh, and then you come here, and, and you know it. Like you walk into that building, and you start to spend time with these guys, and you say, "I don't have to go outside the house." You know, we we've got really good people in the building here, in uh, the sports science department. You know, uh, here in Indies, they're pretty awesome too. I mean, like, yes, and like I have never seen this thing note meal or whatever that they have that you have to order your meals on but it it, it like does the macros of like your breakdown on exactly what you're eating. And I'm like, shit I could be a little tighter than was <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's some information I never heard yeah, before yeah yeah yeah
7: so uh, I think that 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 stuff's really going to help me out as well
0: I told you about this as we were walking in but I feel like Jim Ursay wants to win a couple Super Bowls for the grandkids you know and he made a mm-hmm. promise this, to this city that's right two multiple two. in the same decade uh-huh. but I think Jim Irsay like you're talking about with these note meals and sports science and the building and everything Jim Ursay's going all in right now and I think you are another signing that Stephon Gilmore they just yeah. signed like it feels like the only ownership all the way to have you met jim mercy what have your interactions been with him
7: and he is a beauty that guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he seems great um so i have not met him in person but i've talked to him on the phone and, and we've had kind of a handful of back and forths and you can tell everything in the building is done with the mindset on winning right there's there's nothing that they're doing that's just for show or for uh there's a purpose behind everything they 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 do and as a player, that's really all you can ask for. You know, I don't need like the bells and whistles. It doesn't need to look great, and and the facility looks fine. I'm not saying that, but like it needs to be set up with winning in mind. What what are the things we can invest in that are are going to help us win? And I think. You know, for my short time here, I feel like they've done a really good job of of keeping the mindset on what's going to help us win.
0: You heighten everybody else, too, by the way. As soon as you walk in the building, there's people that are going to step their job up because it's like, hey, Matt Ryan can get there and win. And I want us to have a great relationship, you and me, but I have to bring something up that is terrible. And I have terrible memories in my sports career, and they are awful. You have one that gets referenced all the fucking time, <laughs> yeah. and it has to be very, yeah. very. I'm gonna um, take a big sip of this. Yeah, yeah. As we cheers. dive into this, where this is where, oh, we, yeah, this is where we become better friends. Here. You know, this is where we got to get in there because I'm intrigued to hear your thought process behind it all. Because I've I've had to deal with a terrible situation in sports where the backlash still continues to haunt me to this day, both on Twitter, social media, and in my mind. In that situation, a lot of decisions were made, whatever. How do you use that every single day? And is it something that you think you'll ever be able to fully move past?
7: Well, I think it's always somewhere in there, right? Yes. I, I think it's always somewhere in there. And I don't see that as a bad thing, right? Like, obviously, would have loved for that game to have gone differently. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But, didn't. And there's not shit we can do about it now. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, if 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 you don't use that as a learning opportunity, like as, a, as an opportunity to be better uh, and to be better the next time you're in it, uh, then it's wasted, right? It's, it's one of those scars that you, you know accumulate throughout your life that's wasted, right? You don't learn from it. And so I do think uh, it makes you like, I don't know the right word to say, but like harder, you know like, like callus yeah callous. Callous is perfect yeah. that's why you do what you do <laughs> good yeah, yeah. with the words um but it does make you calloused and and i think that's good because i think that in order to win uh, playoff games in order to win championships it takes a hard mindset it takes a calloused team and and i think that you know as a result of going through that the last time Uh, whenever you know hopefully we can get that opportunity I think you have that calloused mindset of going in there and saying no no it's never over you know either way and we got to find a way to get the job done and uh, you know I'm thankful in a small way uh, you know for that. You think you still have the same competitive fire now if that doesn't happen? That's a good question. Uh, I don't probably not you know because it Uh Hey, I want to let you know the every, culture every, thing. Every, of what happened? Then. Every, we're here, man. You know, Frank started the the team meeting off last week. He was talking about you know the end of last year and, and kind of summing up the last year and that being the last time we talk about it. And he was like, you know, can't change it, wouldn't change it, and because it's brought us to the point where we're at. Uh, and in my head, I'm like, well, there are some things I would like to, you know, some things I <laughs> would change. Just, just one, just one, you know, just one small thing, but. You know, he's not wrong. You know, I, I think there are, are, are things that happen in your life that get you to the point where you're at. And, you know, I think they, they make you into the person you need to be to be ready for that next great opportunity. And uh, I'm excited about that. Hey, we're pumped for it
0: as well. And cheers to you
7: answering that. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I appreciate you. that. I was trying to figure out how to ask it. <laughs> but you know, you showed up with Stone Cold's beers. Right? Yeah, I just assumed like we should just ask it. but now that you are, you know, in a position to make a run again in that building. You've been in there meeting. How has it gone? Introducing yourself to everybody. Who are some of the people that, you know, you've been uh, kind of taken back and surprised by? Like, oh, leader in the locker room. Are you a vocal leader in the locker room? How have you found, like, making new friends? Because this is probably something that's different. Everybody was coming into your locker room yeah. before. Now you're coming into
7: somebody else's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That part is is definitely different. You know, even when it was new teammates coming in, it, it you know there was still that sense of like hey i know how the operation runs around here and if i see you know doing something that either goes against what we were doing or whatever you're in that uh position to to say you know hey that's that's not how we do it here." your resume warrants respect mm-hmm. correct and and just the time spent in the same building right there's there's always those guys that have been around that building for a long time And regardless of what their position is, there's a level of respect that comes with that because they've been doing something right, right? Like if you're staying in the same place for a long time, you've been doing a lot of things right. Uh, And it's different for me coming into that building. But guys, uh, you know, I've been surprised by, you know, like a DeForest Buckner to me. Uh, He's massive. Big dude. dude. (laughs) There's no question about that. But just like, you know, we're in the training room or whatever getting treatment in the morning, and, and you hear this guy talk and like, he he's like a special human you know like a really really good dude um you know as professional as they come great uh mindset he spoke in front of the team the other day about what the objectives for the offseason were and you were like wow that was like you know and some of those things you've sat in those some of them some of them you're like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i feel so uncomfortable why would you choose them right and uh you know but he he finished up and you're like man that was really good. Like that was uh well done. So he's been impressive. Uh, all pro, I, by the way, too. So not only yeah, I mean, great guys. player, great player, so, yeah, and yeah. that only adds to it, right? Like yeah. there are certain guys we've all played with them that you know are, are unbelievable players, but not necessarily like they're not the leaders. You know, all it's, it, it's yeah. not always the guys that that are the best players that that are in the leadership positions. Uh, but it's. It's awesome when your best players are the best leaders. Yes. like That, that to me, is, is when you've hit it. Um, and, and he's one of them. Darius Leonard, awesome. I mean, loud. I Get in the locker room. Music's going. He doesn't shut up. They're playing cornhole. They're doing all that stuff, and he's pretty damn good at cornhole too. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. whole that whole locker room. The whole know. locker room's good. Yeah, they were like, "You want to play?" I was like, "Let me see you guys play 1st yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I right have to practice this summer. Hey,
0: you will get hustled in the locker room too, in that in cornhole or any other game that happens as well. Not you. I'm just saying, no doubt. in an NFL hey, locker anybody. room, anybody you are trying, they're trying, you are trying to get got at any point at that
7: time. <laughs> So that's why I didn't play the first day. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, let, me, yeah. let me see how this is going first. 14 years in the NFL. Yeah, a little bit of experience. <laughs> that but, um, but it's been good. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we got to throw yesterday. I threw it Naheem Hines. Uh, he's, he's Backflip and full pads. Unreal. That guy. I mean, crazy athleticism. Super fast. Really good hands out of the backfield. Uh a worker. The one thing I have been really impressed with coming in is the way the guys work. You know, there, there is, and I always think that's the best combination is where you can, you can be loose in the locker room. You can be loose walking out onto the field and then the whistle blows and everybody locks in and you go. And, um, you know, I think there's, they're young, you know, they, they might need a little bit of guidance in certain directions, but the culture part, like that part of it, uh, has been really cool to see coming into. got it, AJ? Hey, how
8: fast into that Zoom meeting with the Colts, uh, like, executives, did you know, hey, this is my
0: spot?
7: Uh, I, pretty quick. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, pretty quick. Ten fifteen had to play hard to get though for two hours and 15 minutes. Or? Yeah. I'm, I should have been like, guys, let's save each other some time. This is going to be good. <laughs> I knew pretty quick. You know, Chris, I one of the things I loved was the Zoom meeting started and, and Chris kind of, you know, gives a a bio of his time in Indianapolis. And the thing I loved was it wasn't a highlight reel. You know, he's like, here here's here's some of the things we did well. Here's some of the things I screwed up. I wish you could you know. And to me, like that is the stuff that sells you. It it is the self-accountability, you know, the the not being scared to make a mistake. If we do, we correct it. Um because that stuff happens. And and I think one of the things that you know, can hurt a team is sometimes when you don't acknowledge some of the mistakes that you made. Yes. You kind of hang on too long, and uh, you know that part. To me, he said that, and then Frank started talking and going through you know his beliefs on on how they could get better and and so on and so forth. And I was like, okay, cool, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys want me to talk now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I pl- I the land a long time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Frank, let's see who's smarter in football. I like that that definitely happened, by the way. That 1,000% happened. You know it. I know it. You two going out. Who can out-football IQ each other? Because yeah. there's only a few of you guys that can have those conversations these days. He, I mean, he can
7: go toe-to-toe with anybody. I mean, he started <laughs> going, I'm like, shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> uh,
0: that's like whenever people watch the Manning cast, you know, and another, mm. like Russell was in there talking to Peyton, and Eli was chiming in, but he's not really, doesn't and dive into the conversations, but Peyton and Russell, you could hear them both trying to out-football each other, and it was like, oh, this is awesome. I yeah. love when this
7: is happening. Some guys you have to defer to, though, right? Like, there's there's a handful of guys that when they go, you're just like, yep, yep. I yep. like Peyton. Yeah, 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 Peyton, you know, Tom, <laughs> those guys have, uh, you know, they, 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 they just... Especially the, the guys that were before you, you know, and and that's one of the things I respect so much about Frank, too, is like having played the position, having come in and played in a backup role, like greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. And college. I, I know. I like, maybe it's the second greatest comeback in the history of the yeah, NFL, probably. you know, like, which is, which is <laughs> hard. <laughs> 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 um, anyhow. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, a little. <laughs> yeah, a but, little bit. Um, you know, but when he goes, but then having played with Jim Kelly for so long, like there, there's just a, you know, there, there's a level of respect that you have for that position. You know, and I think all the guys who, who really, you know, love football, who love, you know, playing the game, you hold the position, like playing the position in a certain regard. Uh, and it, it was cool to hear Frank, you know, talk that way. And, um, you know, I, I have so much respect for how he goes about
5: it.
0: When Tom Brady comes to AFC South... Did you did you have a relationship with him prior to that? Uh, you obviously, you went to BC, and he was probably up there at the same time. I don't know if you guys ever met them, but you just put, you said, Tom and Peyton. Is there guys that you looked at that, like, inspired the way you play? And was there people that you were learning from while still in the league, even here in the later years, or anybody like that?
7: Yeah, those guys. those guys were the guys because they were like – that I saw him play in college. I saw him play in the NFL before I even got to college, you know? And so you, you, you have this like, man, that's what I want to be like. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I got to know both of them. I got to know Tom, um, not while I was at BC, you know, we, we didn't have that great of a of a following, like, fan base or whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal, Boston College Football. And I love it. And um, Matty Ice. Yeah, the I mean, yeah. biggest deal was when he was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, had a, we had a good run. We had a good run. But, it, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a professional sports town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to know him after I got drafted. And it would be, you know, a text message here or there, kind of a little bit of back and forth. But he was always super helpful, um, you know, super helpful. Uh, throughout my career of, of if, I, if I needed something or text him about something, he would get back to you. And then he came to the NFC South, and I was like, really? <laughs> All the other divisions, like, really? Yeah. You know, and then uh, a retirement home happened down there, basically. I know. And, and so they've had a good setup. Um, so he was one of the guys you know, I looked up to. Uh, Drew was another. you know, And I had to play against Drew Brees you know, every year for, for 13 years. I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, just as good as they come, man, just a competitor, uh, never out of it. Um, always knew, regardless of what team he was rolling in with, uh, you always knew you had to go out there and, and, and you know, put up points because he was going to find a way. Do all quarterbacks get along with each other? I, you know, it's one of those positions I, I kind of think they do. Yeah, have know? to, right, because yeah.
0: you guys are the only ones that really understand.
7: Yeah, for for whatever reason, there's, you know, there's just a lot of the guys that I've, I've met along the way We're all, you know, kind of cool to each other. You're, you know, you're closer with some yeah, than you, you are all with golf, other. But every, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <We're> all <laughs> golf. We you know. All golf. And you're going to golf today, it looks like. Yeah, maybe. You know, I told you <laughs> the story before I came on. I was saying uh, a wise old coach, Keith Armstrong, was our special teams coach in Atlanta for like eleven or twelve years. And uh, one of the days, he was, you know, it was early on in my career, and I asked him, I'm like, Keith, you going golfing this afternoon? You're in a polo. He's like, Matt, Matt, Matt. He's like, Let me give you a piece of advice. <laughs> he was like. You dress up in golf attire every day so that nobody actually knows how much golf you play. <laughs> some genius to that. Right? Yeah. You don't want to be the guy who's playing too much, you know, or whatever. So if you show up in it every day, uh, but in fact I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna go play with some <laughs> of the teammates this afternoon. A good player, a good player. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. You're real good. I'm I'm okay. What do you shoot? 73. Um, yeah, I'm usually was like better. low, mid-70s, mid, mid 70s, something like that, but, uh, pretty good. You you better, feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like you, you had know, so oh, much oh fun God. when you're golfing.
0: That has to be so much fun.
7: What's that? You're Are golf- you like a plus handicap? At times I have been plus. <laughs> oh, geez, uh, I'm currently Jesus. not. Yeah, I'm currently. Okay. Oh, so
0: you're really fucking. No, no, no,
7: no, 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 no. I'm okay. I'm Okay.
0: Oh, shut up. Hopper too yeah. <laughs> oh, shut
7: Well, here's up. the thing though, there's levels of good, right? So I've gotten to play uh, with some like really good players. Play, you know, P- PGA up? Tour. No, I didn't. I played football, basketball and baseball all the way through high school. so we started would,
0: when you got in the NFL.
7: Yes, so I mean, you got to figure out what to do with the off-season time, good right? Job. And in Atlanta, I was saying it a little bit before, you have beautiful winter weather, right? And so oh, yeah. you're golfing, you know whenever you finish up, you're golfing, you know, I'd work out in the morning. And at the time I was only dating my wife, but at the time I had, you know, she was working. And so she wouldn't get home till like 630. I'd be done at like nine. I'd be like, all right, I got, I got to fill, I got to fill this void and let's not fill it with something that's going to, you know, get my ass out of the league real quick. <laughs> Golf was a good choice. So you said whenever you play alongside people, who do you play? You play against like Tiger well, I've never played with Tiger. Um, oh man, what's the whoa. deal? Huh.
0: This guy stinks. <laughs> no, you with know, no. Tiger
7: Woods. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: amazing.
7: I played with Phil, Phil uh, a handful of times uh, recently. I, uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to him recently. <laughs> this is prior to all of this stuff, but he was always he was really cool to me. Um, but I've, I've I've gotten to know you know some of those tour players, and then you play with them, and you think like, oh man, I'm getting better, you know, and then you go and they call you you you? get oh my god, get dusted. I mean, they're good. They're they're they they're just a different level of. I mean, you know, you people probably tell you all the time, I could do this. I can kick. I could put. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then you see them doing, you're like, you suck. You know. Yeah, that's, that's valid. Just, that's a that's, valid point. That's is. what they. That's what they think of like even decent country club golfers.
0: Isn't it just you versus the course though? Like it, bullshit.
7: <laughs> I think it is you. To me, it's all about the bet. Oh, what's I, on the line? What do we got? Uh, yeah. Are you a I, wolf
0: player, you you like to go? What do you play?
7: Am I what? Wolf in the game Wolf. Oh, I like zone? Wolf. I like Wolf. Um, we we play some Wolf. We play this game Hammer. We play Hammer. That'll cost oh, you. Yeah, well. especially when Hammer Die. Died. Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a buddy who plays this game. We call it Vegas. Not watch it. Uh, it's like a cumulative team score, and there's a dollar amount to whatever you're playing. And uh, it can whoever's down can kind of alter whatever the dollar value is. Why don't you – do you play any of these celebrity tournaments or anything like that? And how do you do? I did okay. I played in that American Century tournament Ooh. like my first four years. <laughs> but the timing is tough. Uh, when you're still playing and you're on the East Coast, the timing was tough because it's like a week or two right before training camp, and it's – you know, it was kind of hard to get to. And so when I got married and then um, – and then had the kids. It, it kind of cuts in at a hard time where you're doing some of that family vacation before you get to training. Camp. You think you could compete in that though? Well, I don't know. It's been probably 10, 11 years since I played. I'm a much better player now than I than I was then. Conte, get his fucking yeah, ass in the here tournament. We go. Get him the time. I'm Colts not going it, it, When win. I'm done, when I'm done, I'll go.
8: When I'm done playing. I mean, you now. could win. You shoot in low seventies. I mean, you could. You could yeah, compete you've been for out. Sure. You've been out.
7: I mean, it, that, out that, that one's about. It's like I don't make don't yet. make any double bogeys <laughs> and make some make some birdies. This is my first year there this year. You're playing? Yeah, man. You're going to love it. It AJ I mean it is it is an awesome time. It is I used to go out so my younger my my younger brother and my older brother would go with me and um we would <laughs> we would fly out to Vegas for like three days beforehand and then go to no, Tahoe after that to get dialed smart. in that's good everything. idea. Smart. That's it a good one, good that's, great idea. I think idea. that's what yeah. you need to do. That was my typical routine. Yeah. Boom. And, yeah, uh, yeah won't we'll be and tired get at all. When How get old to were you? Thaw. You
0: were 20-something, though.
7: I was young. I got yeah, a funny exactly. story from when we were out there, so <laughs> I don't know if I'll put names on it, but smart. my younger brother, he would caddy for me, and he was in high school and college at the time. And so I went like – they, they asked you, would you like to play as an amateur or professional? And I'm like, well, what's up? And they were like, well, if you play as a professional, you get whatever money, you know, whatever wow. place you got. I was like, I'll play as a pro. <laughs> and so uh, I would tell my younger brother, he would caddy. And so uh, he and my older brother would alternate days. And so my, my younger brother, I said, hey, whatever, you know, whatever I make, you know. You're a pro golfer. You'll player. get it, you'll get it. Not anymore, I think I've got my amateur status back. <laughs> but uh, it's been so long. but. So anyhow, we're at this dinner. They have, like, a welcome dinner or something one of the nights. And so my younger brother's, like, he's, like, 18 years old or 17 years old. And we're sitting at this dinner, and there's this legendary head coach who was retired at the time who had, like, a winery. And we're sitting around talking, and we're drinking wine and all this stuff. And, and they're going around the table asking asking the, you know everybody what they do. And they get to my younger brother, and they're like – so John, what do you you know? What do you do for a living? And he's like, "Well, I'm a senior in high school."
2: Right? <laughs> Hammer, Hammer John,
7: just, just smashing their wine it like it was beer. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, golf trips
0: are awesome. I can't wait to go out there. Good luck this afternoon, golf. And the boys have some questions for you. Is that all right? Yeah, let's
1: go. Go ahead, Ty. Matt, you mentioned having a chip on your shoulder too, like every competitor does, and you know that you want to play several more years. Does it? piss you off at all i feel like these last few years like your name doesn't really get mentioned with those really elite guys and as a packers fan i mean you i've watched you fucking gut them time and time again does that ever get to you at all or is it one of those things where you've played for so long you know what you're capable of you know what you can do so you really don't give a shit what the media is saying
7: yeah i think i think the the older you get the less you care um there there's no doubt about that because callous. yeah exactly I, i i do think that you know and and um I think you, you stop worrying about what other people say. Uh, you start valuing more the opinions of the people you trust. Uh, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. Uh, and I'm confident, uh, you know, in, in my ability. But, you know, it's always nice to prove those people wrong, too. You know, there's there's still, you know, that part of you that's like, yeah you don't really know what you're talking about. And uh, I'm going to show you. Yeah, and, Dr- and so, Drew Brees said, give me all of that. He said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think you know, it's it, it's – it's so different now, too, because it's, it's just constant. You know, even, even my first couple of years, it wasn't as constant, you know, whether it's Twitter or it's you know, people coming at you or, or anything. Uh, I think it's just more constant now. So you become numb to it to a certain extent, but you also, you know, it's, it's not bad to prove people wrong.
0: Hey, uh you and Julio still get along pretty well? Mm.
7: Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just you yeah. know oh, right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all y'all just off. slid it in there. <laughs> just slid that in there. That was yeah. nice.
0: Well, you know, I was just like, proving people wrong. I think he's got uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. right. Julio Young Young like White. too. A lot of people say bad things about Julio. Yeah. 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 That thought was a distraction, bad for the Titans, mm-hmm. they said. Yeah, he's got so much to prove, sounds like it. He's a n he's an absolute specimen in my eyes. You still talk to him ever?
7: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good good
0: good relationship.
7: Uh yeah, very good. You know, I love him. Uh so we played ten years together. And is he free agent? Uh um, yeah, yeah, he's available. Right. Now. Really?
0: Yeah, he's available. Draft spectacular tomorrow.
7: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Would be
0: cool right before then. Chris is on. Chris Power knows. <laughs> <us>. Anyways go, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, ten years together. <laughs> awesome cool. guy.
7: Awesome, awesome dude. Great player. Great teammate. Um I mean, nobody impacted and I played with some great players, but nobody impacted my career as significantly as he did. And uh I, I really enjoyed it. He was, he was uh, one of the best players you'll ever play with. Also, an excellent card player. I was about We're to big say, big on the back back of the plane. He was one of the guys I played Tonk with all the time on the flights home. So oh, Tonk, good game, good game, good. And not many people know it. Tonk, great game, great game. Yeah, cash changes quickly, quickly, which is uh, which is good because you know you just got to get hot late. As soon as that flight's coming down, you need to get hot <laughs> <laughs> and then roll. Uh, I saw Julio playing, and I was about to say I saw him playing uh, blackjack.
0: In the Bahamas at a uh, a resort or whatever. And I was... I saw... It was at the pool. And I saw this human. He was wearing a white cloth tank top. And he was playing every single hand or whatever. And his shoulders, like, ate (laughs) up the next seat over in the middle of it. And I was like, God damn. That's the biggest motherfucker I've ever seen. (laughs) So I get out of the pool. I am rather intoxicated. And I just, like, do, like, a peer over. And I look. I'm like, fuck. That's a wide receiver in the end. That is Julio fucking Jones. (laughs) He is massive the the sheer size and athleticism of him i mean what a prototype for a fucking wide receiver and he was a good dude that's great news
7: yeah great dude he was he was uh he's an awesome teammate but yeah he, uh, he's i mean as physically like gifted as as anybody i've ever seen yeah Stein. He should be a Colt, yeah. Go, go Colts. Should... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know out. about that. But you uh, mentioned talking to uh, <laughs> no. Matt
3: Stafford. Did yeah. you reach out to Philip Rivers at all just because he did the same thing and came here to Indy?
7: I did, yeah. I talked to Philip. Um, you know, as uh, the process was starting to get going just to pick his brain about coming in, about yeah. Frank, about Chris, about his time here, uh, what he thought. You know, another guy I played against for a long time. Uh, and have so much respect for um, and he was great you know uh, really you know really insightful really helpful uh really honest and um, you know he, he's he's one of the good dudes
4: Tom? I don't know if I just noticed it more last year specifically the 49ers game um you were just putting your head down and, and running, trying to run through people. And I, feel like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like at 35, 36 years old, like, it, and I feel like I saw you bleeding a few times last year, more than a few times last year. Was that just because like you felt you had to make plays more with that roster or situation? Like, I mean, the, people you, calling you soft, you soft, soft, soft. you're trying yeah. to prove yourself. Well, <laughs> I mean.
7: I'm quite comfortable with my level of toughness. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think you do get a feel for the team you're on, um, how you're going to win games, what you have to do to mm-hmm. help the team win games, and and that's that's different every year. Uh, I you know I love the the guys on the roster I was with last year, man. They they they, they played hard. They they gave you everything they had. Uh, but we had to you know we had to find ways mm-hmm. um, to 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 do the job, and and that was one of them. You know, in in certain situations. You know, you've you've got to get out, and you've got to try and make a play. I'm not trying to run people over often, <laughs> oh, but, but sometimes hey, you got not. to. I got yeah. smoked on the one end. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. That was a bad yeah. mistake. Hey, hold on. Let's. I went in, and then I was like, "Oh no." Yeah. Let's oh. not. <laughs> no.
0: Hey, we need that not happen. Yeah. I just yeah. I let you to. know that. Yeah. Last year, we had a quarterback sprain both of his ankles one play.
7: I, d- I know that, uh, that. From afar, I was like, "How?" Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was painful. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? Yeah. He got right back out there. He tried to do it again. Uh-huh. And that was all. Almost like the, um, it was scary to watch him play because his highs were so high. He was so good. Sure, but then he was like, he literally did not care about his body at all. So as I'm hearing you talk about wanting to run people
7: over, and no, 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 oh my god. I think you misheard. I no, thought. I don't. <laughs> want
0: to Matt run Ryan said, "I will <laughs> run <them laughs> over. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Absolutely. Uh, Thank c- you. A couple quick questions though that we have to get cleared up. Okay. You walk into a store, okay and it's like a farming store.
7: Oh, man. Okay? Oh, this, okay. Is new. this is oh. new to me. No, no, you, I think okay. you'll get it right. Okay. I think Hopefully. It right. Tractor supply.
0: There, tractor yeah. supply. There's a John Deere tractor right here, and then there's a Bobcat tractor right here. Which one are you more likely
7: to purchase, Matt? John Deere. Oh, yeah! My dad had one growing up. Bro. Oh, oh all you need oh, to yeah. know. I that know
0: is about. all you need oh, to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, that was the only question. <laughs> Perfect. Holy shit. Uh, All right, <laughs> that was the
2: most important part
0: of this whole thing. Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, yeah book it, yeah, book it. Do you want to guarantee a Super Bowl or anything? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. Right. Come on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can't say thank you enough, dude. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for being cool. Uh, thank you for the beer. Yeah. What? Bye. 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 Uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager. Why? Also available as an IPA. Why? I uh, drank 55 of these. <laughs> <in> WrestleMania night. <laughs> yeah. They were delicious. Uh, they are pretty good, man. They're really good. first <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, very good. It's pretty good. First one, bad friend. You said you were friends with Steve. You didn't <laughs> show. I know.
7: This is bad, <laughs> Steve. My bad. Yeah, I'll get on it.
0: No, we're past it. New yeah. chapters, That's new right. beginnings. That's yeah. right. First right. one, body, Steve.
7: My body guru told me, like.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies Mark. and gentlemen, the new quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. We can't thank you enough for your time. Good luck with everything, Matthew Ryan. Yeah. All right, we're back tomorrow uh, at noon. We'll go noon to 2 tomorrow. Then, obviously, Draft Spectacular starts at 8. New vlog at 7.50. Same link. We'll launch that tomorrow. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you, Matt Ryan. You are the best, dude. Thank you, guys. AJ, you're the best. Everybody cheers. We'll see you tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. Everybody get rest. Here we go. Tomorrow's a big day. Draft Spectacular day. Cheers. See you then.